everyone, and welcome to episode three of the MTG Painful Truths podcast. My name is Britt Wagner. I'm joined with Cole Kirkman once again. Cole, how have you been? Uh, I've been good. Uh, we just uh, we just finished with that big old 10K, which we'll get on about here in, here in just a couple minutes. Right. Uh, so the episode, we'll, we'll go over the 10K event and uh, all the uh, non-magic-related uh, obstacles we had. And then the car- the cards that we think are most interesting in the new set of Innistrad, uh, Midnight Hunt. We'll do card of the week or cards of the prior years and a future episode because we get all the previews and we really want to go over those instead. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Uh, so go ahead. I, it's it's hard to pick where to start here, um, <laughs> and because there's so much, there was a lot of drama with this. Uh, so, See the the thing about the ten k when we're going to talk about it is like not a single human would ever believe what we experienced it i talk thinking about it now we're recording a little bit after like quite quite a bit after it's happened we uh brent went on a little vacation and we kind of just did our own thing now we're here recording and even now just thinking about it we were just talking about how long ago it felt because of how long it lasted um before we get into it the 10k was a one-day event i'm gonna start that right there Put that on the table before we uh we really dive in uh onto that topic right yeah it was a one-day event the scheduled time was uh so the doors open at 8 30 at the fort worth convention center and about 9 45 was the uh proposed start time but <laughs> Well, uh, so we, it's, it, my understanding was they were going to use the companion app, which is the F and M. Uh, what, if you go to F and M, you, your LGS uses this app almost guaranteed. And it's, uh, apparently from what I've been told, it's not very great as it is as a LGS. Uh, I was talking to the LGS at a local store, uh, while the shop guys, it's not a great app. And he says he complains if it's just even just 20 people. It's it's not very good. This one was going to be north of like around 300 some people. Well, we we don't even really know the number before. No, we don't. Yeah. Okay. So okay. So Brent, Brent was right. It opened at like 8:30. I didn't even know doors opened at 8:30. Tournament start time was 9:45. Um. Brent and I spent that night getting ready. He helped me out. He printed a sideboard guide. And I know a lot of y'all were waiting to hear back about the uh, the deck decision, uh, which we will get into that at the end of the 10K discussion, because uh, uh, the deck was amazing. I was blown away by how well that deck performed in a lot of aspects. My losses, um, one of them was unwinnable, and it's going to be the funniest story of all time. Um <laughs> And then the other one was, I, I just was tired through the day. And we'll get into that. So 10K was supposed to start at 9.45. I get there. Brent is there. Brent's not playing. He's uh, on call, but he was there to be support. And yeah. like you said, we were supposed to, you know, and, and the weird thing was like, it looked like it was running super well when I got there. You know, like they had this cool check-in thing where you got to go to the like go through and you got your code once you checked in like your uh your wizard or uh your companion app code and like 
you got a bunch of goodies and stuff. Like it looked like it was going really well. Yeah. And and so we're sitting there. You know, nine forty five kind of rolls around. Brent and I have just kind of hit up all the vendors. We've talked to a bunch of friends. We're still hanging out with a bunch of friends. And I'm like, all right, I'm I'm ready. You know, Brent and I are kind of just shooting shit, you know, talking. And all of a sudden it becomes 1030. And Brent and I are still kind of just, we're still waiting. No, nothing's happened. We're still chilling. Um, and I'm starting to go like, hey, I wonder what's happening. You know, we can see all the judges, all the event staff. They're standing up there. People are kind of walking around like, hey, you know, what's happening here? Um, and we're all just really confused by it. And then it gets to 11. <laughs> and that's when we're informed about what exactly is happening. Um, and I believe at this point people had left, right? Yeah. So there was a, a group, a, a group of pretty competitive players that, that we can chat with. They're in the, they, they're very active on the, our local Facebook group. And they, and there's a huge like Facebook like discussion like i think the one of the guys was like lol this 10k and this like tons of comments of from everyone and eventually that group which is about approximately 10 people i was chatting with one of the guys earlier this week they were like yeah we we just left because it was they were just tired of waiting and and they were not alone i think about at least 80 people said you know what we're we're leaving yeah, it, like when we say when when we were just talking about before, we mean literally before everybody left because it there was a huge amount of people that just started leaving. Yes, and they eventually what they it, yeah it was a failure of the they were trying to use a companion app and this is apparently it's I don't know hardly anything about the companion app on the admin side, uh, just the user side is what I've used. so I. I have messed with it. I, I have. I am a judge. Uh, I did judge for uh, a couple stores. I know how to use the companion app, and it's very like no judge oriented kind of thing. It's super like your your people enter their info, you get them in, you start your rounds. The whole point of it is to be less like how Were was, where Were was like okay, you need a like a judge that's gonna know what's going on to run the software. Obviously, you need a, a judge, a floor judge, or how, how however you want to call it. But the way the companion app is, is like, if Brent and I wanted to start a tournament for the podcast, we could do it through that, and we would have to do, like, nothing. Like, everything is self-sufficient on that side. Sure, and, okay. And uh, they didn't know that it couldn't run over to, like, over 200 people. The, the tournament people. Right. So eventually they they do their... They tell us later, hey, we're going to use... But they're basically using something else. And as far as... as From what I was told, and this could be wrong, but probably, tr- probably true, they had to manually entry everyone into a different website called Challenge. Yeah, uh, so Challenge they use... They use the other... So that's that's a big tournament software that a lot of people use. The yeah. the big problem that I had with it, like, mind you, round one didn't start till about one p.m. <laughs> when I mentioned that I left because I was tired, I left at round four, around <clears throat> round five just finished. Excuse me. 
And I it finished at 8 p.m. Insane. I was exhausted. Um, I didn't lose my last round. I drew with my opponent. But I said, hey, man, I, I can't make top eight. I, I'm done. I'm exhausted. I haven't, like, Brent had left hours ago. Right. <laughs> like, I, had, I had my own plan, so I left at 3.15. Two rounds were done, and I think there was, like, at the end of two rounds, and I, I, I just took off. It was 3.15, originally supposed to start at 9.45, so at this point, it should have been, you know, kind of rounding out, weeding out some of the weaker players. And it should have been, like, got, round three. Right. By like, by, like, then. Or, like, round four, really. No, yeah, round four, maybe even close to round five. And we have a rough idea of, like, who's competing in the top eight and the top tables and stuff like that. No, we had two rounds. That was it. Just yeah, like, I, we, I was exhausted. I had, uh, I got up early. I came to the event. I was ready. Brent and I, you know, we worked hard selecting a deck, and I was ready to rock it. And it just it it was it was quite astonishing, honestly. It was I mean I will admit it was kind of cool. We did get to meet somebody that Brent knew, which was kind of cool. Um, right. From you editing for a different podcast, so that was kind of cool. And right. um, great guy too. Yeah, he said he was going to send me his tournament report. I hope he sends that eventually. I'd like to uh, discuss that. I don't know how yeah. well he he finished. Um, I have his, like, I'm going to grab his name real quick just so we can shout him out, but I don't have it on me. I'll just have. Well, we'll get it yeah. next yeah, yeah. episode. If we get it by then, um, I'm sure we'll, we'll mention his tournament report in there. It, like I said, it, we're recording about, I think about five days after that event had happened really, or maybe a week. Um, and it, it like, it feels like it was three months ago <laughs> because yeah. like it, it's astonishing that it happened. Like, I had a I besides that happening, I had a very fun run. I met a lot of really cool people. Uh, a lot of people took the event in stride that stayed. Um, right. They were all like, "Hey, you know what? We're here." Right. Um. And I was like, "You know what? I'm here too." And it was pretty cool. Brent and I kind of hung out for like two hours before the whole event started play testing. Yeah. Um. And uh, I guess I guess I could use that as our lead into the my first loss. Oh, so let's let, so before we get there, I, as my best from what I've heard, it ended about three a.m. Oh, three thirty a.m. Oh, I have so. exact I have exact time. Yeah, because okay. I went and picked up Jacob. So our buddy Jacob uh, made top eight on Rhinos. Yes. congrats for him. Love yeah, him awesome. Death. And uh, he he had asked me prior to that day. Um, or he, he rode with a buddy of ours, and our buddy was like, dude, I'm exhausted, I need to leave. So he left. He left about three. And I was like, you know what, I don't know how well I'm doing, and eh, whatever, I'll stay, kind of hanging out. And he asked me later in the day, he's like, hey, can you take me to my car? Which, it wasn't far, it was like 10 minutes. Or 10, 20 minutes, whatever. I'm like, alright, cool. Um, I leave at 8, and I'm like, hey man, hit me up whenever you're ready to go. And he texts me back and he's like, hey, I made top eight. I'm starting top eight at 1230. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I was rooting for him to the end, but I was like, please don't win. Right. He he made six. He got out of there at 130. That's when we left. Yeah. Uh, 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 another buddy of ours, his name's Kale. He's the winner. He won the whole thing. Congrats on him. 
playing Dress Down Shadow uh, with Fling, I believe, because he loves playing Fling. Huh. Um, okay. I mean, he. I mean, he won the whole thing. No. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, well, who am I to judge? To not discredit him, he is a phenomenal Shadow player. To show, to just elaborate more on how the event was going, his round four, he was undefeated, was a no show. <laughs> so. To just say that you were 3-0 going into round four and you decided, I'm not going to show up. Right. You know, like... And apparently it happened again to him later that his opponent was a no-show. I also think uh, I, that the pairings were borderline, like, semi-random, too. Like, it wasn't like it wasn't pairing players very well. I uh, uh, Well, I mean, you also have to think, like, there were probably, like, 50 people dropping... Yeah, around. that's true. So, like, your XO might play, like, X and 2 just because there's just not enough players. That's true. And, like, yeah, and, 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 and people were dropping, like, flies. Like, it was insane. Like, the, the whole room that they had it in got real, real small real quick. Or, like, yeah. real empty. And, like, we, at the event we were talking about, I, I was joking. And I said I was going to buy a shirt that says I was here because I... Never in my years of playing Magic, in my years of playing Pokemon, in my years of playing any competitive game ever, have ever experienced a tournament that holds itself as a competitive tournament do what they did. And my my opinion, my thing about it, it was fun. I mean, it was fun to the degree that we got to see friends, got to meet new people. You know, that's how tournaments are supposed to be, and they're fun like that. I didn't enjoy starting three hours late. I didn't enjoy... Uh, and here was the other big thing. We, ne- we never mentioned it because you left. You did not get to experience it. Rounds took an hour to start. Like, let's say, like, all right, so you know how your 45 minutes and your time goes up, or your 55 minutes and your timer goes up? It would right. take about another 50 minutes past that to get the next round to start. Yeah, and, yeah, you're right. And it was a slog. Like I've done a lot. I have done a lot of things. I have played in a lot of tournaments. I have played in a lot of things. I've stayed up till God knows when. I have not slept before. I could. I just don't know how I would have been able to do it till three in the morning. And I wasn't even playing a hard deck. There were people in the top eight playing like blue white control, playing like. Like there, like shadow, like there were people playing decks that did require more thought than than your traditional. Like, like I said, my like the deck that I played was. I'm not saying it didn't require thought, but like I didn't have to think like a control player does. I didn't right. have to sit there and go, "All right, if I counter this, what's the best play that they can make that just absolutely bones me?" Blah blah blah, and then you know you have to go down your your checklist of like how do I die? Right. For me. It was like, all right, if I floor it here and they counter it, can I floor it again later? And it's like, <laughs> no, okay, then don't do it. That was the most thought you would ever have with this deck. <laughs> yeah, and I loved it. It was so much fun. Yeah. I, I won a lot of games due to just random top decks. I won a lot of games due to my opponent just not knowing what was going on. So it was... I, I played a lot of Magic, and Hogak will still always be the most fun I've ever had playing Modern, but I, this deck's a close second. It was so much fun. It, it's a sweet it's a sweet deck i i i think i'm I'm getting parts myself to actually start playing it in paper oh i i definitely recommend it. it's a cheap deck i mean 
there have been a lot of people trying different lists. Uh, a lot of people are kind of going back to black red, right? Which I I don't think Mardu's worth it personally. Um, but I do think though that you should play through the breach because a lot of the games were like. So I, so, so if just so we're clear, it's we said it last week. It's black red. Uh, Gristlebrand. Gristle, yeah. yeah, Gorios into Emrakul or Gristlebrand. That yeah, that was the deck. Yeah, the the good old like ten year ago modern deck. Right, yes. Um, and now a lot of them are playing through the breach, which makes the deck a whole lot better. Right, yeah. So, so go go over that. Why why is that through the breach? Why, why would you advocate for it? So in the tournament, and to put it this way, I had not played the deck prior to that event. <laughs> I, I literally yeah. just picked it up. Like, built it. We did deck list for it. We talked about it. I had no idea. I was like, I know game plan alpha, and thank God Brent printed out a sideboard guide. Yes. So good that mo- lord. That morning, I went to I went to my office because I went to uh, Friday. I went to the tournament Saturday. Friday, I went to my uh, leasing office at my apartment, and I was gonna print off all this stuff and the, the out out of uh, ink. I was like, okay, great. So I'm like, all right. Saturday morning, I go to my office with my work laptop because that's connected to the network print off these documents so it's i don't know if how it looked pretty sus if you went all the security <laughs> cameras i i still have i still have them right i print off all the sheets and then uh I, yeah basically hand off to cole it's the cyborg guide with the most uh with the top tier decks and then kind of like a overview of like what to do uh just for casual reading um, the deck wasn't terribly difficult to pilot. It has the, well, it has Tron and Karn. I guess I'll go for it. Kind of like obvious. Oh, this is a good hand I keep, kind of thing. Yeah, uh, there, there were a lot of hands. Like I pretty much went into it with the whole uh, kind of like Tron thought, really, of like, all right, does this hand have like one piece? No, okay, I don't need it. Right. <laughs> Which did come in handy because like a lot of hands were trap hands with that deck. Like a lot of them. Right. Well, like, yeah, this is a good mid-range hand, and then you lose, like, super fast. It's not a great mid-range deck. That's not the purpose. No. They're trying to throw Emrakuls at people. That's. I, I will also say, so, in the list that I played, it played four Asmora, and she was a generic 3-3 the whole tournament. Yeah. Might have, might have done one thing. Like, she might have blocked a creature. Right, yeah, the the list was running four like four Asmores and some Underworld cookbooks. Oh, uh, the cookbooks are necessary. That that was a big big inclusion to the deck. Yes, the the cookbooks the are super good. I I definitely was very very happy uh, with with the good book. Right. Uh. uh- so so uh I guess like real quick let's go go over the uh tournament how that went until uh until you decided to to tap out. Yeah, um so like I said it didn't start till 1, but my first round was Rhinos. Uh and I was so ready to be like all right, I think we lose. And to show you how much the deck just gets off randomly. So game 1, I did nothing. I think I made constructs and just didn't do it. My hand had like two Emrakuls and a Gristlebrand when I died. Right. Also, my opponent had double Violent Outburst, two lands, double Rhinos, and a Bone Crusher. And I was yeah. like, I thought these dumb. I was like, ah, 
Okay. So game two, <laughs> he thinks I'm on like some food variant of something. Um, so he boards out forces. He boards out a lot of stuff. Right. And uh, he, we go into game two. I kill him via just mid range. Like I play Asmora. I play. Uh, I, I make like two eight eights. He plays a Merktide. He has to block, like, chump one of the 8-8s. Like, he, he's not winning the game. Oh, and the little... What, what's his name? Oh, my God. Uh, the one mana 1-1 one, one with Menace. Uh, insolent Neonate. Yeah, he lost to that card, too, because that card has Menace, so Murktide could never block it. And he was right. at, like, two life. Um, I think, notably, at, in game two, you had a... Yeah, I had to pitch a Gristlebrand. I don't think he food. quite picked... He did quite pick up, and you had two Emrakuls, too, that you were going to... Be forced to pitch to make have exact lethal with food tokens and constructs. Well, also just to live because I think I was at like six. Right, but you and had lethal like attacks, it. and he was dead on board at that point. He's like, "Oh, you you just have it," and like scooped up. He didn't force you to discard. Yeah. Luckily, so he didn't know how kind of all in you were at throwing uh, big big creatures at people. Honestly, I don't think I would have because like if he blocked anyways, uh, I mean I I probably would go for lethal either way. Um, so yes, I discarded Gristlebrand. I also did it to gain life because, like I said, I was at a really low life. I didn't want to just lose to random. He also had a Brazen Borrower, so right. like he had the air covered. Yeah. Um. So I was like, I don't want to lose to random damage. So I, I gained three life and pitched Gristlebrand. And he kind of like looked at Gristlebrand in the graveyard for like a solid like two minutes and was like, "How oh, weird." And we go into game three, and I'm like, I'm like, son of a bitch, he knows what's gonna happen. I was like, yeah. nobody just plays Gristlebrand casually. Yeah, yeah, and, I'll play. I'll get the seven mana and cast it fairly. And game two or game three, I have the I have turn two in my hand, but I also have Thoughtseize, so I'm like, all right, well I'm on the draw, and he sneaped a seven or something. And I was right. like, all right, so I turn one Thoughtseize. His hand is like Prismari Command. It, it like he had one Cascade card. It was in a great hand. I was like, okay, take it. We go to turn two. I play like Cookbook Pass, and then turn three, I I look at my hand. I'm like, all right, I can go for it. But if he has force, like, my hand does literally nothing. Right. And I sat there for five, what felt like five minutes. I mean, it, it was a I, long time. I was And I was going through the lines, too. And then you kind of, like, well, I just, commit it, to the line. Yeah, it just it clicked in my head. I was like, we're not here not to do this. And I just <laughs> was like, I was like, discard Emrakul trigger. And he was like, what? And I was like, does it trigger? He's like, okay. And I was like, in response to my trigger, I'm going to Gorio's Vengeance Emrakul. And he's like, and he just is in awe. And oh, I, he didn't yeah. tap out either on turn three, which was like he sat there on turn three for a minute. Yes. And uh, we found out why he did. So when Gorio's Vengeance goes on the stack, he you know sits there for a minute. He has three mana up. I'm like, he's going to hard cast four so I lose. Um, and he's just sitting there staring at it. And he's like, uh, it resolves. I was like, oh, my God. So I, I put Emrakul on the battlefield. Yep. And then he goes, before combat, and I'm like, what? He goes, Prismari <laughs> Command, Shattered Cookbook, draw two, discard two. And I was like, oh my god. So what he took forever on his turn was debating, should he shatter Cookbook on his turn? Turns out the answer was yes there. Oh yeah, um, if he would have, I don't think I would have been able to to do it. Right, and I do, like, would you... I saw I was going through a few different lines, too. I was like, okay, well, he could just like be a little patient, and then... Uh, you start going for the line of like, all right, pitched Emrakul. It's like, all right, he's going for this. And as soon as uh, he didn't just snap 
just like play force of negation which would have taken a millisecond to to, yeah. to cast when he did do that i was like oh my gosh this is gonna happen yeah the second you read return target legendary you just oh no that's not happening right yeah just see legendary battlefield return and you're like no nope, i think i'm gonna skip on that one right and yeah he prismatic command and it's still weirdest part to the story as well is he didn't die after that no right he almost came back he got like <laughs> to, he got to two lands and played like what was it like a like a seven seven merc died yeah yeah uh, because, yeah that's exactly right and uh i think it was neonate and a construct that just carried the win right i was like please god yeah, I think you even like rebuilt and you got like Wishclaw Talisman. I was like, oh, find your bolt, win because he oh, was it. Like, yeah, and, but the, yeah, and the cyborg guys had you board out bolts and bone crushers. Right, rhinos. Right, yeah. I found that out later. Uh, I was like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> I have no way of. I mean, I think the talisman <laughs> could have also, uh, uh, like talisman could have gotten like another combo piece because I think I had one of them in my hand. Right, or like got like an urza saga or because i was i was at a healthy life total like i was not hurt right yeah uh, yeah he was he was close he was coming back was it round two brent oh oh yeah it was round two All right. so before <laughs> we talk about round two brent and i played for two hours like i said yeah but brent was like i want a bs i was like that sounds about right let's do that well, that's all I brought was BS. No, you you had Amulet. Oh, I had, uh, I had Titan, yeah. Yeah, so he's like, well, that's BS. So he pulls out Twiddle. And we found out Black Red cannot be Twiddle. <laughs> like, like just you just cannot. And we're finishing that up. And Brent's like, bro, I'm sitting there. I'm like, damn. I'm like, I could have registered something else. And he's like, nobody's going to bring Twiddle. I was like, that's very true. Uh, lo and behold, my round two opponent, I thought sees him, and he reveals Lotus Field, uh, the two... Reach like, Through Mists. Yeah, Reach Through Mist and fucking Wish. wish. No, it was Wish. No, he had both. Oh, Talisman yeah, he had and both. Wish. And I, I remember Brent was standing behind me, and I was like, are you kidding me? Really cool <laughs> guy, though. Amazing He's a great guy. guy. Yeah, made, I made a new friend. He's yeah. going to be the, ne- the new host after we get you canceled. Oh, yeah, you're We're, right. It's all about Twiddle. That's the new podcast. Uh, but really cool guy but i was like are you kidding me like out of the percent chance and he was all and the dude that i played against was also like yeah uh i haven't played modern in a while and like this is a deck i had <laughs> and he was like it was cheap to update and i was like you know what fair whatever uh i think he was just a storm player though because he also had the the cool storm token yeah he had the bright cook has new tokens i have them too i just haven't used them yet it's it's like the opposite side has slime tokens has a bunch of goblin tokens storm count blue and red it's awesome great great token kit um but yeah that was my round two and uh like i said previously uh we found out the deck just cannot be twiddle right there were probably eight total copies of lotus field and i had half he had the other half (laughs) <laughs> like outside of vendors like we're prob- uh, probably the only ones it was crazy you stumbled into that but so game one i get crushed like he just goes off um game two though was where dreams could have been reality um <laughs> uh, so i turn zero ley line and he's like son of a bitch and we're just you know doing the good old back and forth nobody's doing anything 
I think I was hitting him for one a turn with my Neonate. <clears throat> and, like, I was trying to find combo. Uh, eventually, he kind of just goes, I don't think I can wait anymore. And I'm like, well, don't say that. That makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> and he uh, storms off and wishes for uh, Gabe. Ave. Or Ave. And uh, then made... Uh, Up to 12-12, 11-11, 10-10, all the way down to 2-2. But you uh, would think, oh, cool, you totally conceded after that, right? No, because I hit him with Gristlebrand. Or no, I got Gristlebrand. And I was like, alright. I, I, if I find Emrakul, he's dead. So yes. I I draw seven. I don't have either pieces. I don't have Emrakul, I don't have uh, Gordo's Onions. But I do have a Street Wraith. So I'm like, alright, I'll go to two. Or I'll go to one. Cycle Street Wraith. And I can draw Gordo's Vengeance. And I was like, well, I'm dead. So I concede. <laughs> And then I drew one more card just to, you know, we're done. Just to see what it was. It was Emrakul. You were that close. Yeah, I was that close. He was literally dead. Dead to rights. I don't know if I would have been able to beat him game three, but there would have been a game three. Right. Um, and then round three. And I take off from here. So this is all new to me. I, and this is 315, like I said, or so. Round three. Oh, round three was Merktide. Okay. Uh, with Relic of Progenitus. Ha! That's right. I remember you telling me this. Yeah, I was... Or no, round three was was uh, Black White, what I thought was Hammer Time, but it wasn't. Um, was it uh, Reanimator? No, he... No, 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 He So, game one, okay. I thought sees him, and he reveals one planes, uh, two Welding Jars, two mm. Ethereum Candidists, uh, a portable hole and something else and I was like what is this <laughs> and I, I thought sees him and he plays his planes pass I'm like okay and I draw and I went like land go and he goes draw goes to discard I'm like or doesn't discard I don't think he's at discard yet and he's like pass I'm like oh or no he plays both his welding jars and I'm like okay Goes my turn. I'm like hard cast a bone crusher giant. He concedes the bone crusher. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> sounds about right. I don't know how else you're beating a four three on one land. Yeah, never. Or no, I played turn two. I played wish claw, and he ate it with portable hole. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, so game two, I, he doesn't know what I'm on, but he has fucking soul guide lantern, graph digger's cage, relic. Like he is a mean machine. <laughs> game two and he also plays tide hollow scholars huh, and uh plays he plays tide hollow scholars and he plays stoneforge mystics with batter skulls and like the whole nine yards but okay. he also had ink moth nexus so I, I don't know what his deck was but game two he beats me i didn't have combo i did show him combo though and even sure. if i did have combo i couldn't i couldn't deal with the, the grafters cages and stuff right so game three though he he moles to like five I think, but he's on he's on the draw. And my hand is like K Command, Shattering Spree, Bone Crusher Giant, Bolt, and then like Gorio's Vengeance. And I'm like, alright, and like uh Urza Saga and a and a land. And I'm like, alright, this is this is a good hand. Sure, yeah. So I keep it, and he goes like turn two Tide Hollow, take Shattering Spree, turn or play Bolt, take another <laughs> Like, plays another Tide Hollow, gets rid of another Bolt, or gets rid of another removal. Plays a bunch of Tide Hollows. And, uh, 
we get to this position where, like, I played Pyromancer to keep myself alive, and I have no cards in hand. I'm like, huh, I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna win from here. He, he, uh, oh, he played Nettlesis too. Ah. The, the equipment. Right, that gets and, huge. Yeah. yeah, so he, like, he starts stabilizing game three. He's got, like, two Tide Hollows. Uh, oh, he, what's that two drop that came out in D&D that gets bigger when you play an artifact? Oh, uh, it's, it's, it's the Smith, it, whatever. It, yeah, it looks at the top four. Smith, that's it. Yeah. Smith. So he has that two. It's like a three, three and I'm, I'm just, I'm losing the race. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm kind of like, I have an Emberquill in my hand. She has sat in my hand for like ever. And, uh, he knows about it. He, he saw her at some point. Right. And I'm like, okay. And I have like, I have like a construct, but it's like a one, one, or it's a two, two. I have a cookbook. I have like four lands. One of them is a den of the bugbear. I'm like, uh, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how I win this game. Sure. And, uh, I, uh, I go to fetch at his end step and I look at the top card and I'm like, oh, it's Corio's vengeance. I'm like, well, I really wish I would have had that still. <laughs> and I shuffle. He goes to shuffle my deck and then he passes up, passes it over and I draw my top card and it's Gorio's vengeance. Uh, so then I threw an Emrakul at him, and I won. <laughs> Easy. Yeah, so best deck in the format. Uh, and then round <laughs> four was uh, Merc Tide. Okay, with and, Relic. Yeah, so game one, he just does Merc Tide things. He kicks my butt. He's like, turn one Darcy. No, it's turn one Ragavan. And I was like, oh, God. I need to answer that. Good. <laughs> uh and then he went, game two, I turned zero to Leyline on him, and he just could not recover. Yeah. And then game three, I didn't turn zero to Leyline. He kept a hand of a lot of counter magic, but he also played Relic, which I was very stunned about, because I was like, your deck plays Darcy, Unholy Heat, like, cards I care about, uh, your graveyard. Right. Um, but we get to this crucial point where I'm kind of like, oh, man. Like, my, like, I could, so, like, I was kind of, it was a weird position for the deck, because I felt like I was in control the whole game, because he kept a really slow hand with, like, counter magic and stuff. Right. So he would, like, tap out to try to play specific things, i just kill him. Right. Like, I never let him get Darcy on, because I also had, like, Nihil Spellbomb. Yeah. And, um, he played, like, a 6-6 Murktide at one point, or a 5-5 Murktide. And I had Bone Crusher and Bolt in my hand. I was like, oh. And he, like, tapped out to do all this. I was like, oh, I can just, on my turn, kill Murktide. I have, like, two 4-4 four, four Constructs. I can make them into 5-5s. Five, like, I should just be winning this race. Right. And then I topped at Gorio's Vengeance, and I won. Because I had Emrakul. <laughs> and he tapped out. So. Right. Greatest deck of all time again. Yep. Uh, and then we get to round five, which was the last round for me. Because I played against Blue White. He's a really cool guy. Funny enough, uh, whenever the store that we played at one time had a Team Trios event, uh, Brett and I played against their team. That's right, yeah. And uh, like I said, really cool guy. We had a lot of fun. Uh, we got to game three. Both of us were kind of just doing our own thing. And uh, we're, we go to turns, and he kind of like looks at me. He's like, hey, man, I'm so sorry, but like, we're going to draw. And I'm like... I kind of look at him, I'm like, I mean, it kind of seems that way. And he goes, it, it is. And he plays rest in peace. He's like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, you know what? That's fine. Meaning I can't combo off anymore. Right. I'm like, that's totally fine. So we get to draw. 
And at first, I'm kind of like sitting there. I'm like, you know what? I'll take the draw. It's whatever. And then I just have like a moment where I'm just sitting there. And I'm thinking back. I'm like, damn, it is 830. I'm like, I could do. I could be doing something else. And I kind of just look at him. And I'm like, you know what, dude? You got it. You, I, I hope you make top eight. Right. And he was a really cool guy about it. He was like, are you sure? Like, you know, you don't have to do it. And I was like, dude. I'm I'm mentally exhausted. And I was like, if you want to put yourself through that torture of continuing to play, go for it. But I, I am not that invested in this tournament. Right. Like this tournament is not the end all be all for me. So yeah. that is uh that is my tournament report for probably one of the single handedly craziest tournaments I've ever been a part of. <laughs> right. I, I will say I am glad I picked the deck I did. I really enjoyed it. It was a really fun deck. I would definitely do it again. Um, like, I, I had a lot of fun with the deck. I think the deck was great. It performed. It overperformed. You you do get a lot of gacha moments on your opponent, which is like the best feeling on the planet when your opponent is like, "What is happening?" <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, I'm just throwing an Emrakul at you on turn three. Right. Um, so yeah, that was the good old 10k report. Awesome. I'm sorry to cut you off, but to add on to that, and Brent heard this, he did mention that there will be something in November. Yeah, they they were going to do a 20k at the same Fort Worth Convention Center. But they were going to take, like, the bigger convention hall, I think is what he was saying. Right. Because where we were, we were in, like, a little event room. Yeah. So... It was... Just big enough for for the people, just big enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be nice if it gets a big room. Uh, it's in November, I think early November. It's a twenty k, unless they change that. No, it, yeah, it's twenty k. Yeah, and modern. I don't. I I kind of don't know if I'll go. I I think I probably will go. I know I'm not on call, and I like I like tournament magic. Uh, I just don't know what what deck I'd play. I, I have I have certainly have plenty of time to do that, and with the new set maybe things change yeah i mean i mean we're about to go over cards here in a minute anyways you know we're gonna talk about spoilers since the whole set for innistrad uh has been spoiled but i definitely agree with brent i'm probably gonna go because i'm a glutton for punishment so (laughs) i definitely think i'll probably go i don't know what i'll play either um i mean there's a chance i just go back to yogg because i really like yogg there's a chance i play the black red deck i don't know yeah i i feel like the same thing like Amulet's kind of my deck, I, it's, and I really like the deck. It's not greatly positioned now, but, you know, things change. I mean, uh, like, yeah. I, I think most of the time, like like I said, most of my matches, if my opponent kind of knew what was going on more, I probably wouldn't have succeeded as much. And You're there was definitely, definitely a rogue deck. You were definitely oh, yeah. a rogue deck. And, like, my deck also, like, was very lucky for me. Like, I did just... Haha, <laughs> top deck moments, you know. That wasn't as much as, like, Ad Nauseam has been for me in the past, but, like, there were times I was like, like, the black-white deck, I was like, oh, literally Drew Gorio's Vengeance. You died. Right. Um, so, I definitely, I don't know what I'd play in November. November's, you know, a bit away. we still got to go through all of October. We still have all of September. Um, but it will be interesting to see, like, what Innistrad... Uh, Midnight Hunt is going to do this format, and I don't think I think December is when the next one comes out. I think it's like mid-November when they complete Innistrad. 
when they bring I'm, up Midnight Hunt or not right. Midnight Hunt, uh, Crimson Vow or whatever. Right. Yeah. The the fifth standard set for this year. Yeah. It will. It will definitely be interesting to see. Uh, I mean, modern. I don't. I'll be honest. I don't see modern changing a whole lot with the cards we're going to talk about today. But no. You know, I've been proven wrong infinite amount of time. So like. Yeah, as I was building, I've been, I've been working on the cards of the year for the past few years, and 2020 had some insane Magic the Gathering cards. 2021 has not had a huge impact like 2020 sets have. It's well, it definitely, they power. definitely nerfed it down. Which, no, this is for the better, right? Yes, it, I, I, I'll say it every time, I don't want to return to Oko format. Though I liked Oko for a bit, I don't ever want to go back. It's not, I mean... It's not, yeah, it, it, like there used to be, like Phoenix when that came out, that was like a new new car that a deck was built around it and it became the best deck. And then like for seemingly forever, like the newest standard cards were the best things to do in modern, like Omnath, Uro. Uh, I mean, it was stuff. really it was Build really yeah. like War of the Spark that really kicked off uh, strong modern cards, uh, yeah. like Teferi was the big one. You know, we all saw Teferi and we're like, what is this Planeswalker? Right. Like, three mana, You like, it, it literally changes the rules of the game, and that's always, like, that's a crazy thing to talk about. Like, to have a card that says, hey, uh, no. <laughs> you, you can't do this anymore. Right. You are now a sorcery speed deck. Yeah, and it's like, what do you mean? And my sorcerers are now instances. It's, yeah. Crazy. So, uh, it will definitely be interesting. Uh, I, I'm, I definitely am interested to see if they'll ever print super, super strong standard sets again. Right. Personally, I can live my whole life without them ever doing it, so. Right. Don't, but, you know, Wizards is going to do whatever Wizards wants to do, so. Right. Uh, so let's let's go. Ahead, uh, if you're good, let's go ahead and get started on the Innistrad Midnight Hunt. Some of the interesting cards for Modern and Pioneer. That was kind of the. <laughs> we're not going to go over standard too much, I don't think. But uh, I mean, I'll I'll probably say like if we're talking about a card, I'm like yeah, like with standard. Brent and I don't really know the format that well. Like I'll throw one in. If you saw the, any of the zombie support in the set, I think zombies are going to be good. But. I, sure. I'm, I'm so vague to standard. I just have no idea anything about the format. Though, I am excited. I'll probably try it out whenever uh, rotation actually happens. Right. Yeah, that'll be fun. It's a no more Throne of Eldraine just dominating. Oh, my God. Everyone's been really waiting on this moment. Okay, so let's go ahead and I'll lead us off. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm going through uh, Scryfall looking at all the previews from there. Um, the first interesting one to me is, I guess it's Curse of Silence. I think this card's a little overrated, but we'll get into it. <laughs> Curse, Curse of Silence is white for enchantment, enchant player. Choose a card name as Curse of Silence enters play. That spell costs two generic mana mortar cast. When they cast that spell, you may sacrifice Curse of Silence to draw a card. So, if you're playing against, like, I, I, my first thought is to aim at the Titan, a six mana card. It now costs eight, and when they cast it, you can sacrifice it to draw a card. Like, okay, they got it. Let me draw a card and replace it. 
I think this card's a little overrated, but it reads as something that might be interesting. But I'm I'm just not sure. I think the investment in it is what sells me. Like you're only paying one mana for it. It's not like an effect like that. If it was three mana, I'd be so sold off of it. I'm like, don't talk to me about that card. It's bad. But for one mana, like it's a white card. White gets all the good hate. If modern, if amulet or other decks that are super on curve, um. Like, because Amulet, like, needs, like, turn three Titan. And when they do turn three Titan, it's not like they have a whole lot of extra mana. Sometimes they're, like, curve into turn three Titan. And, like, I only had the six mana to do it. Right, yeah. And it's like, all right, well, I'll play this card. You can't do that. I get another turn. Right. And uh, maybe that can give you your answer to the Dryad, to the Azusa. Like, you're in white, so you have Path or... Uh, whatever the prismatic ending, like you, you have a lot of answers to things. Right, that's true. And you also kind of interesting when the when the t- like the the high impact spell like Tyan is cast, this trigger goes first. So if you need a dig for the disdainful stroke or whatever uh, counter spell, yeah, or whatever, or if you have cryptic but you rather you know, or you have counter spell but you want, rather draw a cryptic, just better you know whatever you do draw a card first and while the Primeval Titan's still on the stack, or whatever spell. Um, so, so it might come up. So we taking turns on these, on, uh, on listing our favorites? Uh, so I'll go, so let's go over, I'll go over all the white cards, and if I miss something at the ah, end, okay, I'll course. have you take over. All right. Okay, so next one, uh, I'm go, and mine's purely alphabetical, so if you... If I, I've you, got you. You just name it, I'll find it. <laughs> okay, Enduring Angel, that's a card, kind of interesting. It's two white, white, white for three, three, Creature <laughs> Angel... Flying and double strike. Yeah, we kind of talked about this one before. Uh, you have hexproof. If your life total will be reduced to zero or less, instead transform Enduring Angel and your life total becomes three. If Enduring Angel did transform this way, you lose the game. Uh, I, I'm kind of. I don't think this card's very good. But you're not going to talk about the the backside. Oh yeah, thank you. Yeah, the backside. If it transforms. Uh, as a star star flying hexproof power toughness equal to your life total. So when it flips, you get it's a three three. When angelic enforcer attacks, double your life total. Thank you, hey, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, it gives itself like because it loses double strike. It gives itself like double damage basically. Right, and uh, it does have it, you have hexproof on both halves, so you never lose it. You don't like you, you know whatever. Uh, so, but. One thing I was kind of... I, I don't know what... I'm, I'm kind of... Don't the reason I laughed is because Brett and I, when this card got spoiled, had like four days of conversation about this card. It was... It, well, so it's it's weird because it's like if, if the card didn't transform, you lose the game. It's... I, it doesn't... It really doesn't come up that... It, it'll hardly ever come up, but then I was like, oh, well, if it's a token like if you uh, made a copy of it then it happens i guess or token copy yeah like i i i I just don't i think they just added it for safety honestly because it doesn't have day bound or night bound so you can't do it that way right um like you can't just force the flip because there's a lot of cards in the set that say if it's not day make it day and then you know you can come night bound it's like oh Shit, my angel transformed without, like, me being a blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no. Right. I don't... There probably are cards that exist in Magic that are, like, transform target thing. Maybe that's what what that is. 
I know there's a pacifism that says you, this can't attack or block or be transformed. I think an older set, so it, it's shadows, yeah. Yeah, in shadows, yeah. So, like, my opinion on the card, it's a cool standard card. I, I don't think it's... The only angel that's come out of an Innistrad set that I was like, damn, this card's going to be insane, two. I'll say two. Uh, Archangel Avacyn, if you Very ever played during that standard, you know about yes. her. I right. thought she was good enough for modern, and for a while she was. Yeah. Uh, and then they printed probably one of the biggest hurt myself cards I've ever seen, because I love this card. Uh, they printed Gisela from Eldritch Moon, which was a 4-mana four 4-3 four, First Strike Lifelink Flyer. And I was like, yo, this card's insane. And then I remembered, I was like, oh, it's a 4-3. Never mind. The one time you want that to be relevant in Modern. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess now with Unholy Heat, it would never matter anyways. <laughs> but, right. like, back in the day when Eldritch Moon came out, I saw her and I was like, What? And then I, I saw the three toughness and my heart sank. I was like, why? Why'd right. you do this to her? Like, she deserved better. Oh, yeah. And it, but and she made she melded into a, a, this Brazil. Yeah, but that like... sweet. If it came up. Yeah, I mean, in modern, like, I was like, man, like, you know, I think Dominaria hadn't come out yet. No, it hadn't. So, like, no, people, no, no, no. people were playing Baneslayer in their board for control, which was a 5-mana five 5-5 five, five flyer with lifelink in first strike. I think she had first right. strike. Whatever. But I was like, you can build like an aggro deck that your curve is this, and you have a four mana four three flyer with first strike and lifelink, like. But being a three toughness creature in modern is like for four mana. And for the one matchup you would want that to be super relevant in, which is uh, burn because you you want the four three lifelink. Right. And then it's like, oh yeah, nice tap out on turn four, lightning bolt it or searing blaze it. <laughs> it's like yeah all right cool that was i love that thanks yeah okay so let's we'll, I'll go over the next card uh this is a pretty good one fateful absence one and a white for an instant destroy target creature or planeswalker its controller investigate so we get two mana uh typically these are black cards destroy a creature this one also can go up to a planeswalker and it investigates so very similar to the uh, exile-based removal that I can't think of. Deck and stone, declaration yeah, stone. It gives your opponent a benefit for punishing them. Right and right. So and this it's planeswalkers, whereas uh, deck and stone does it and is instant. Where this is typically a black type spell to destroy a creature outright for two mana. White gets this. And I think this is a pretty pretty interesting card. I uh, like it. I definitely think it's it's pretty interesting. I don't know. Like I think the drawback on it. To me, giving your opponent a draw card effect sometimes is pretty brutal in modern. Because, like, giving your, like, saying, hey, opponent, you could draw a card at some point in this game can sometimes just be super relevant. Because, like, if you think about Planeswalkers you're trying to blow up in modern, it's, like, Ren and Six, which, yes, is very relevant. But then it's, like, Teferi. So if you're trying to blow up Teferi, this is a sorcery. Yeah, that's true. So it's like it just doesn't do anything different at that point, and then like Lily on the Veil maybe, but she's not seeing a lot of modern play right now. Yeah, really, your Planeswalkers in modern are like Teferi and Red. Right. Yeah, Planeswalkers are kind of low right now. Um, well, I mean, they just Unholy Heat just gets rid of them pretty easily. Right. Right. And Holy Heat is the is the answer. Yeah, like your yeah. Planeswalker has to either do something immediately that's relevant or stop your opponent from playing the game correctly. 
Right. I think I, I just think it's cool that White gets this type of card. And I, I, I agree. I don't think it necessarily see play right out of the gates, but it's something they have access to. Even like the black removal spells, the two mana destroy creature, they don't really see a lot of play as it is. No, but it a lot of them are a lot of them are uh, like conditional. Like Doomblade is destroy target non black creature. Eliminate right. is destroy target like three CMC or less. Uh, cast out is destroy target non legendary, which I mean that's the one that has like the least amount of relevance, or right. least amount of condition. But like look at like Ragavan, right? And then uh, Heartless Act says destroy something that doesn't have counters or destroy something without counters or remove three counters. And it's like all right, well, uh, Murktide obviously gets counters and it's like that's the spell you'd want to kill it with right so uh you know there there's play to it i definitely think being a white spell and blue white being a deck that's resurging right now right like i definitely could see it i mean they did get a new teferi we'll probably get to him at at some point in this so yeah we'll, we'll get on that later but um i don't know i i mean White has literally the best removal in the game right now, which is thematic ending. Right. Yeah. And though it's a sorcery, it just hits literally everything. Yeah, it's a one card that it hits amulet on one, which is a big deal. Darcy um, for one, and Darcy they don't get anything one. out of it. Like, it's one of the white spells that doesn't give your opponent a benefit. Right. It's funny that Path to Exile is now replaced by a sorcery. That that okay. well, I mean, you're probably yeah. playing Teferi anyway, so like, is it really a sorcery? Right. Yeah, not really. All right. So let's let's go to the next one. Uh, Sunset Revelry. It's one in a white for a sorcery. If your opponent has, and it's uncommon. If your opponent has more life than you, you gain four life. If your opponent controls more creatures than uh, you, create two white, uh, two one one white human creature tokens. If your opponent has more cards in hand than you, draw a card. So this one sounds exactly like Timely Reinforcements, but it's also two mana now instead of three. I think this card's going to be pretty good in the in the control player's sideboard against Burn, just like Timely Reinforcements. Yeah, I uh, I definitely think it's a pretty good card. I, I was trying to remember, too. Like I was like, there, there was a card they compared this to. And I was like, oh, yeah, Timely. Right. Except uh, Timely didn't let you draw a card. That's true, yeah. But also on that difference, Timely gained six life and made three one ones. Right. It's definitely more. Uh, it's definitely not as good, but it's also one less mana, which I think makes it very interesting. Yeah, I mean, but the I mean the big thing right now too is like Timely doesn't even see play right now. That's true. Because like the aggro decks, like in modern, either they fly, which is a problem. You know, like Darcy and Murktide. Right. Or. You know, I mean, there is burn, but it's kind of like with burn, it's like, I might as well just... Or what's, what's the... They play an MH2 card, Blossoming whatever, the thing that gives you Hexproof and you gain two life. Oh, right. Yeah, and Rebound too, so you get... Yeah, it's Rebound. Two life. Yeah. I, I can't think of the card name, but I know what It's you like mean. Blossoming something. Right. But, uh, yeah, like, there's that card too. So, I, I mean, I don't think this card has no play. I mean, like, at worst, it could cycle if your opponent has more cards than you. Right, yeah, I don't think it's quite main deck. It has a ton of modes, and the ceiling is very high, but yeah, it's just, it's. I think it's sideboard against Burn, and yeah. No, I mean, you can play against Murktide, too, like, I don't... No, sure. I mean, the big thing, though, about Murktide is it's not an aggro deck, per se, it's a tempo deck that, like, 
they're trying to stick a threat, and then it's a Delver deck. They're like, I'm going to stick this one threat, and I'm going to protect the threat for the rest of its life. Right. Like, good luck getting rid of it, so. Right. So that's, that's actually all I had for why. Is there anything I missed that you wanted to go over? Um, I mean, besides, like, random art that I think is cool, not really. Um, <laughs> I sure. mean, there's, there's an art where a person dies, and they're with their dog, so that's kind of cool. Okay, sure. I'm just being honest, but no, I mean, no, sure. white, white's white, basically. Like, uh, there's a werewolf, uh, brutal Cathar, which is pretty cool. When it enters the battlefield, it transforms into brutal Cathar, exile target creature, and opponent controls until it leaves the battlefield. And then it's a werewolf, so it has daybound. And then on the backside, it's a three-three with first strike. It has ward pay three life, just like uh, Seji. So. Right, yeah, that, I I like this card too. I I don't think these really see a ton of play as it is. No, um, I mean now that werewolves get the less shafted, basically like the fixed mechanics. Right. Uh, oh, I will be just adding because on my list I have these. Uh, the cycle of two mana that have kicker, basically. I say oh, two. Right. I, I say two mana. One of them's three. I think yeah. all of those cards are really good. Uh, all of their effects are pretty relevant. Obviously, the spirit, when we get to him, I think is... I, I, actually, I think all of them are pretty good. Like, the wolf turns things into... La- or lands into 3-3s, three like... Right. I, I think they're all good. Yeah. But uh, so instead too. of us discussing each one, I'm just putting all of mine in a bracket. Like, I think all of these things are good. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's that's what I missed. Did, did you want to go over it real quick? Uh, yeah, we can go over Intrepid Adversary. Uh, so it's a 2-mana, 1 and a white. Uh, lifelink, it's a 3-1. It has the the weird kicker mechanic that they've added for this cycle. It right. says, whenever Interpret Adversary enters the battlefield, you may pay one in a white any number of times. So it has multi-kicker. Uh, when you pay this cost one or more times, put that many Valor counters on Intrepid Adversary, and then it anthems for every Valor counter on it. So creatures you control get plus one, plus one for every time you kicked it. So right. it's a part of a cool cycle that's like, all right, turn two. It's a three-one with lifelink. That's pretty good. It's uh, not bad. And then if you draw it, like, turn six and you're a white deck, you're like, all right, I'll kick it twice. And then uh, now all my stuff is plus two, or plus two, plus two. Right. So it, it definitely has text. I, I definitely think the card is uh, the card is good. And, right. And uh, we'll get over all the other ones when we get to their colors, but I, I definitely think that the whole cycle is good. For standard, that is. I don't... I, I think there's one that might dip into modern being the spectral adversary uh um, sure just because spirits has a flex plot and shacklegeist but shacklegeist to me has always been like literally one of the best creatures in the deck so i was very low on shacklegeist and i i completely and then i tapped down your primeval titan like 20 times and then what yeah. did you do i uh i well cried and then we were done and then you killed me with dryad so but either <laughs> way um I definitely think that, like, he would be the one with argument because people always like rattle chains. And obviously people like spirits that flash, and it's a flying flash to one, so. Right. I kind of liked it. I don't know if this deck would exist, even if I theorycrafted it, but, like, a a green-white or banch humans and pioneer, you know, with this and borderline, kind of stompy, kind of aggro. I don't know if there might be something there, but you do get Thraben, Inspector, Thalia's Lieutenant, some awesome white cards. I, I'm uh, maybe. I'm very excited for what Pioneer could be. I think I think a segment that uh, that uh, I wanted to, to talk about eventually is like we just do deck building segments. Like we bring up a deck we built a week 
and then we we talk about how well we did with it later. Right. Because Pioneer is like one of the only formats that that's like super viable in. Oh, right. And I there's like three decks, two that we worked on, a third deck that I've kind of theoried in my head where like there may be something there. Like maybe not may not be able to crack it, but I think there's I think it's viable for sure. All right, well let's go on to blue. Blue. So this card may be the card of the set for me. Oh my god. It's it's consider <laughs> and it's a common. Oh maybe god. not. It's so good. It's I so mean good. It is very good. So it's uh, base, effectively surveil one draw card. Basically, look at the top card of your library. You may throw in your graveyard draw card. It's basically a strict upgrade to opt. Your card goes in the graveyard. It for might, the format you... we're talking about. For for right. modern for modern, it's it's probably a way better upgrade because for like standard and pioneer, like depending what deck you're playing, sure. you might not want to be binning your your top card versus like, hey, I'll just put this on the bottom and then I could draw it later. Yeah, no, that's 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 possible. Actually, opt I think rotates out, so this is uh probably. Or then it evergreen. I, you know what? You you keep talking. I'll find out. Okay. Okay. Yes, this is important. But consider I I I'd like this card for uh like this. I don't know if it's gonna be quite enough for Phoenix to come back because if you know if you look at Phoenix like oh well I don't I want that in the, that's a better graveyard card now I can draw a card. Uh, Mark Tide. I don't believe they really play opt, but this is definitely something where like, I don't want the card, but it's also Delph food and, and kind of things like that. Well, the big thing about Merktide, though, is they have uh, they have Thought Scour, which is, like, way better. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so, like, they, they already have the best one mana, like, draw card for them, which is I'll bend two cards and then uh, draw a card. Right. But I do like this card quite a bit. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll definitely agree on that. I definitely think the card has a lot of text. Uh, also, straight... Nope. Now you might be right. Opt might rotate. Yeah, it was the uh, it was a strict save. Uh, sexy art. Um, but yeah, I but I don't think that counts it. No, I don't think I don't think so. No, because then we get abundant harvest in there too. I think. Oh, well, then we also get a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, like, <laughs> we also get Mizzix mastery and demonic tutor in standard. Right. Um. <laughs> Yeah, All right. right. Well, what a cool standard. Why are nobody playing these cards? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, guys, come on. I'm you want to play it. Time Warp in modern or in standard? I forgot protection. I forgot those. There's some really good cards. Lightning Bolt. <laughs> okay, I get it, Cole. All right, All right. next card. <laughs> okay. All right, next one. Um, even though it's modern legal, it's Delver of Secrets. I definitely want to bring this one up. Uh, blue for one one human wizard and your upkeep. Uh, you look at the top card of your library. You may reveal it if it's an insert sorcery. It flips to a 3-2 flyer. If you play Legacy at all, you know what this card does. But I think there, we'll go over a card in a second that really helps fuel it. Um, that kind of lets you look at the top of the library instant speed. And this may be, may be a Pioneer deck. Just, uh, just like Legacy, just protect the queen. Flip it and go. Yeah, basically. I mean, even you could compare it to modern too now because it's pretty much the same way of just like, look at is it tempo? Like you're playing Darcy and you're like, all right, I'm gonna protect Darcy with my life for the most part. Right. Um, I mean, you already get expressive iteration in Pioneer. You get a bunch of the cards that like, like I, I definitely could see Delver seeing play in Pioneer. I, I definitely think that when the set comes out, I'm gonna start brewing a Delver deck in Pioneer. Like we don't get a lot of the good cantrips though, unfortunately. 
Hell, hell, we don't even get serum visions, which is like the best one Modern's got for it. So, um, and unfortunately, we're not in historic where brainstorm was legal for a minute. Um, so, but I definitely agree. I think Delver. I don't think Delver is something to like. I don't know if it's gonna be a good standard card. Obviously, it's had play in Modern. Obviously, he was a King of the Ring in Legacy. Not as much anymore, but. I, I'm definitely interested to see people in Pioneer try and uh, figure them out. Right, and I'll, 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 I know I'll bring this up the Delver card later, but I definitely want to get to the a future card to go expand on Delver a little bit more. But let's go ahead and move on to uh, a card that you probably won't hate if I get good with this card. It's Lear, Disciple of the Drown. Oh, that's a three blue blue. Oh yeah. Yeah, this guy. Yeah. Three blue blue for a three four legendary creature, human wizard. Spells, all spells can't be countered when he when he enters play, and each it has the passing flames text of each instance and sorcery card in your graveyard has flashback equal to its mana cost. I immediately thought of uh, everyone's favorite deck, Lotus Field and Pioneer, as a potential. You can wish for this card, cast it. And now all of your graveyard cards are now on, back online, so you can get your uh, twiddle effects and pioneer, get those going. I, I don't really think it sees. I, I don't know anywhere else it goes right now. I don't think. I don't think uh, modern has a spot for it quite yet. I don't think the, the twiddle deck in modern it's there either. But I think this card's pretty decent though. Yeah, I. Um. It, it has text. Like, it has a lot of text for being a 5-mana 3-4 that says spells can't be countered. So I definitely think that it will... Somewhere at some point, somebody's going to play this card and be like, wow, this card's really good. Right. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I don't see... Uh, yeah, I don't think... A Pioneer finally gets... It gets its own Past in Flames in this creature body. It also has a problem of, all right, play this, my first spell... You know, their fatal push, or not the fatal push, but their uh, removal spell on this will resolve because your spells can't be countered. That's both spells. So that includes their removal spell. Um, so that's for, re but it's also five drop, and uh, so it's, you, you know, fatal push is very popular still in Pioneer. I, I don't know if this will be easily easy to remove anyway. No, I mean, being a 3 4, like, <laughs> like it has all, that, that's a big dude. Right. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. Uh, but I think it's great. I, I definitely want one total copy of this card. And then <laughs> uh, yeah, Wish is a great card. All right, next card I want to go over is Memory Deluge. This this one is interesting to a lot of people. I think Spike said, maybe it was someone else, but they no. really like this card. Spike said it was better than Factor Fiction. That's why he said, yeah, he did say that. Yeah. Hey, two. Yeah, this is a two blue blue for uh, an instant. I almost said it's a three four. No, it's an instant. Yes. Uh, look at the top X cards of your library, where X is the amount of mana spent to cast a spell. Put two of them into your hand, the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. That's a long way of saying for four mana you draw two, which we've had in... Uh, there's lots of these cards out. But also has flashback for five blue blue. So you spend seven mana on this. It's effectively dig through time. Look at seven cards, pick two. Put the rest on the bottom. So I mean, even back, even instant speed. It. Look at the top four pick two is like really good. Right. And having, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you look you look at the top four because you spent four on it. Oh right, that's 
way better. Yeah, because usually it's scry two draw two is kind of the four mana. It's yeah, that's freaking great. No, like I I saw this card. I definitely think there are plenty of decks that will try it. Like having flashback for like control decks. Like if you want a good like draw engine of some kind, like. I'll play it on turn four because you're not doing anything. All right, I at some other point in this game can cast a spell again. Right at their instep, you're holding up uh, force of negation too. And if if we get back to where that's a playable card, like <laughs> uh, pretty pretty good if it resolves. Let's dig through time without the delve. Oh yeah, like it it's it's super good. Right. All right. Uh. But don't don't use torrential to cast this. Uh, it will not do anything. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be draw two or no? No zero. Oh, uh, yeah. Look at the top zero cards. Put two in your hand. Yeah. All right. Don't don't t hulk it. Right. Yeah. Next card. I think this card is is kind of. Uh, I think it's very heavily discussed and will be. Oh. It's uh, brainstorm without the drawing cards uh, and at all. Look at the top three cards of your library. Put any number of them into your graveyard, and the rest back on your library in any order with flashback for one and a blue. Which card is this? This is other otherworldly gaze. I don't think I said, said that the first time. It it's mana cost of just blue for an instant. But effectively it's surveil three at instant speed and oh, right, flashback right. for one and blue. So I want to lead off with I was one of the very few people who actually tried Delver in modern. I played Jeff Hoogland's uh Star City deck, Blue Red Wizards. Uh, I played Delver without playing that. Screw okay. you. But, oh no! Yeah, well, there's not pe- there's not many people like us for many reasons, including that we no, Delver's unplayable. But sure, yes. This I think this might be enough to make if if you know we obviously have the better Delver already, but if Delver really wanted this card, it's not any draw card, but you could just stack your top three cards of your deck and flip Delver on turn one, which is something you can't do in modern well, until this two. card. No, well, yeah, you, you play Delver on one, and you don't have a. You're just drawing a random card at top. There's no instant speed way to kind of manipulate your deck at all. Oh well, I but mean, th- you, you could technically do this in response to his trigger if you wanted to on your turn two. No, right on your turn two, you spend your mana to do this. Yeah, that's the this we did we did not have this card before uh, or any card that was close to this kind of power. And no, for for Delver specifically. For Delver specifically, right. But I think this card's really good for that. I think in the Pioneer deck with Delver, this theoretical deck that we're kind of brewing uh, one card at a time, I think this card goes definitely goes in the deck, too. I think this card's very good. Yes. Uh, and I, I think the... Uh, I think it was LSV who said Scry 2 is effectively a very close to draw a card as far as like power. This is Surveil, which is better than scry in a lot of cases and it's surveil three instead of scry like scry three so i think it's actually a little bit better than just draw a card i think this card's really good i i know it is i think it's good it does it is like card disadvantage but so is faithless looting and that card was too good for modern how is this card disadvantage you're not you lose one card for it yeah the disadvantage i mean i guess i mean i always consider looting card disadvantage because you lose three to draw two no, right, yeah. So, uh, is that all of your blue? Uh, let me see. Oh, no, well. Uh, okay, I mean, we'll... I, I'm uh, looking right at him. 
I, uh, well, no, I have at least two. Uh, we'll go with Poppet Stitcher. That's okay. the next one on the list. I, I didn't forget about him. I'll be pissed. I, two, it's a three mana, two and a blue for a two, three creature, human wizard. When you cast an instant sorcery spell, create a two, two black zombie creature token with decayed, which means it can't block. And if it attacks, you sacrifice it. As after combat. Upkeep, after combat. At the end of combat. Yep. Yes. It would be terrible if you had to sack it. Like, yeah, declare attackers instead. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control three or more creature tokens, tra- you may transform Papa Stitcher to a artifact that says creature tokens, you control, lose all abilities, and have base power and toughness 3-3. Three, three. So dress down on your tokens. And they're all 3-3s. Three, well, it's better than... I mean, yes. Right. Uh, yeah. And at, up, at the beginning of upkeep, you may transform Poppet Factory back to Poppet Stitcher as a 2-3. Uh, so, I, what, I'm what i a little <laughs> low on this card. I know you love this card. So I did it so good! Okay. Uh, huh. Go ahead. All right. So Sell me on this card. So, Mentor broke Vintage. It, it did. Now, I will admit, yeah. Mentor, I'm talking about Monster Mentor, Mentor and right. this card are totally different. They're, Mentor is a god among men. It made prowess creatures. It had prowess, so prowess being non-creature. This card specifically states it's a sorcery. The to- excuse me. The tokens it also makes are not great. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna say that it's better mentor. I'm not even gonna say it's close to mentor. What I am gonna say though, for our, you know, just for the decks that are out there, we did just get Sedgemore Witch back in Strixhaven. Yeah. Uh, if you, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery or copy an instant or sorcery, those right. form, mm-hmm. you make a one one that gains life when it dies. You're gonna have both of these cards in standard. I don't know how many instances of sorceries are gonna be around, but you can make like four pests and like three decayed zombies. Flip this thing, and now you just have a bunch of three threes. That, yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna say about that. I also think in Pioneer, you're going to have this card, and you're going to have Delver, and you're going to have Sedgemore Witch, so you do a blue-black Delver deck. Right. With all of your instances and sorceries, like your bad counter magic, and blah, 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 and whatever. Like, I don't think the card is phenomenal. I don't think the card is game-breaking. I don't think the card is Arclight Phoenix. I don't think the card is Hogak. I do think the card is good. Sedgemore Witch sees play in older formats. Like Legacy and Vintage, she saw she saw a considerable amount of modern play when she came out. Uh, unfortunately, MH2 came out and just ruined her. <laughs> um, I mean, being a 3-2... So here's the thing about that. So she's a 3-2 yeah. with Menace, which is great. That's cool. Um, being a 3-2 means that your Grave Hate still gets her killed by Unholy Heat. Right. So, doesn't matter what you do to her graveyard, she's still gonna die. Um... <laughs> But this guy, yes, you lose the 2-2s when they attack, but the ability of this card to be like, hey, man, I have, like, six 2-2s that aren't turning sideways. Or they could, and they'll just die. Whatever. I'll just transform into this artifact that says, hey, all of my stuff is 3-3s. Right. Um, And then you get the ability to transform it back. I love this card. Uh, This will definitely be, out of the cards in the set, there's, like, a couple that are my pet cards. This is one of them. I love this card. I'm excited to see what it does. Uh, when we were talking about Delver, and even before then, when I was thinking about Pioneer, I was like, I want to build a deck with him. You know, you get a blue-black shell with her, with him and uh, Seji, 
and you you just have fun. Uh, sure. I'm yeah. big on the fun pioneer decks. There's another card in the set that I also think is really good that Brent's pretty low on, but we'll we'll get to that card later. Uh, it's in our good old red section. Okay. And so he knows oh, exactly sure. what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll go over that. Uh, so do you have another one? Yeah. So uh, the probably the one you you're also dying to talk about another blue card. Spectral Adversary. One into blue for 2-1 Creature Spirit with Flash and Flying. It's the multi-kicker style card. When Spectral Adversary enters play, you may pay one into blue multi-kicker any number of times. Uh, when you do that, you put that many plus one, plus one counters on Spectral Adversary. Then up to that many target artifact creatures or enchantment, and or enchantments phase out. I think this card's pretty good. Uh, I definitely agree. I think the card's pretty good. It's just, you know, it comes down to the argument of, like, do I want to cut uh, uh, rattle or uh, Shackle Guys? And I'm looking at Spirits right now because we were talking about it earlier. So Spirits is only on two Shackle Guys. So, like, they're also on two Selfless Spirit, but, like, Selfless Spirit's, like, really important right now. Right. Because uh, Blue White plays four Supreme Verdicts. <laughs> so, you know, gotta yeah. be able to fight that fight. Um, but... I definitely could like I I I'm rebuilding spirits uh within this week because it's probably one of my favorite modern decks ever, and like I probably will try it, and I know uh, pioneer spirits will more than likely try it. Right. Uh, they play Neville Hungergeist or whatever, and I think it like tapped out taps down a thing. I think that's what it does. Uh, when the spirit comes in, tap a dude. Yeah. So I like think. I think like. This card is just better for the curve for them sometimes, like being a 2-1 flash, and then you also have Rattle Chains to proc it. Like, I love Rattle Chains. One of my favorite cards ever. Right. Um, yeah. So, I definitely, like, I'll definitely play with this card. Um, I, I definitely think it, it has very relevant text. But that was actually not the card I was dying to talk about after that. Uh, okay, then that's all I have. So, what's the card that I'm missing that's, that's going to be busted? I don't think it's busted... Uh, I definitely think that uh, spirits will will maybe try it. Okay. Uh, Malevolent Hermit. So one in okay. a blue. It is a two one. It's a human wizard. Uh, pay one blue. Sack Malevolent Hermit. Counter target non creature spell unless it's controlled phase three. And then it has the new mechanic called Disturb, which is if it's in your graveyard, you cast it and it flips to the other side. Which the other side is Benevolent Geist. It's a two two. It has flying. Non-creature spells you control can't be countered, and if Benevolent Geist would be put anywhere, it has it gets exiled. Everything with Disturb has that. If it's flipped and it dies, it goes away forever. Right. Um. The, I think there's a chance that like certain decks will arise because of this card. Uh, spirits might try it. It's a count like it's a counter spell on a dude like Mausoleum Wanderer, but you get the benefit of having a uh, spirit on the other side that says your Cocos can't be countered. So. You know, and uh, spirits has to go to Bant now because you have to be able to put multiple creatures into play, versus like right. pre MHG spirits was primarily blue white because you wanted to be this more like fill your deck with spirits and you got to play four vials and you're like yeah I'll just control this board state kind of thing. Now you have to be like all right I have to put as much things into play as possible to kill my opponent before they kill me. Right. So I definitely think the card could be played. I think. Blue White would play it over Bant. I think Bant would play anything else other than this card. <laughs> but like one of my favorite cards of all time from MH1, one of my favorite and least favorite cards is uh Unsettled Mariner. 
or as we call him, unsettled dickhead. Um, yeah. Because he's really annoying. <laughs> he kind of takes that slot too, but unsettled mariner though, just I think that card's underrated. I will always think that. I think the card's phenomenal. Um, I don't know. I think the card has text. I keep looking back at it. And I keep thinking about what it can do, and just it's it's a card that does something. Uh, and then other cards that I saw, like we talked about it a little bit earlier, but it's definitely not going to replace anything in the deck. Uh, the Spirit Lord that they're printing for the set. Uh, so it's right. Patrician Geist. It's a one in uh, two and a blue. Uh, spirit Knight. That's flying. It's a spirit. Other spirits you control get plus one, plus one. Spells you cast from your graveyard cost one less to cast. It's a two-two. The whole point of it is to help the disturbed spirits that you're going to be playing in the format. The big thing that was like in current modern spirits, the two lords you have are probably like the best lords you would want. Uh, Supreme Phantom is the worst one, being it's a two-mana one-three that gives all of your other spirits plus one, plus one. Right. But it has a big butt. But then you have the other best spirit literally ever printed ever, which is Droxel Captain, which gets all your spirits hexproof. And plus right. one, plus one. So yeah. you're definitely not cutting that for this. And then Supreme Phantom is a two-drop. And then the other text for uh, Patrician Geist just doesn't have text. For spirits, right. that is. No, right. That, that that felt kind of like, to me, that felt a little like weird in this card because it's a spirit lord for one, like cost one more mana and we don't really go, you don't really touch your graveyard as it is right now. Yeah, but they did just release the new mechanic like in blue and white. Yeah. That, the disturbed mechanic, you know, if this thing's dead, you can cast it from your graveyard and it turns into a spirit. Um, one of the cards we talked about in white uh, that I love the art, it's Morning Patrol. It's it's a dude and his dog, and then on the backside, it's Morning Apparition. Yeah. And uh, it's the spirit with the dog. And the flavor text is, you could see the spirits all along, couldn't you? Well, now I can too. <laughs> but that's the whole point of the mechanic is you get, like, your dead guys come back as, right. as a different spirit or as a different creature. Right. So I guess it helps that, but for modern sake, I mean... I guess for Pioneer, they were using, what was it, a Ephemerum Angel or whatever? That specifically says your flyers have plus one, plus one? Right, yeah. So, like, maybe? <laughs> like, because it's a spirit? Because then, like... Or no, Ephemerum, Ephemerum, isn't it a spirit bird, right? Or whatever? I don't th- no, I don't, think it's a, I don't think it's a spirit at all, actually. I'm going to look at... Hold up. Okay. I'm yeah. gonna look at so you start Hold, red, you start red. I'm gonna look up spirits. Pioneer. <laughs> or are we on black? Yeah. So we're on black. Uh, I'll go ahead and lead us off. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it's a bird spirit. It is a spirit. Okay. I've so I mean, I get like I don't know, man. I guess if the disturbed spirits are like that good. Sure. I guess you'd want to play them, but I mean, your two lords in pioneer are, are almost equivalent to your two lords in modern. Except the the eagle, Empyrean eagle, uh, is nowhere near as good as uh, <laughs> as Troxel Captain is. Right. Or you get a a good old hexproof on all your dudes. Yeah, that can't beat that. No, oh my god, <laughs> the amount of times I flash that in with a rattle chains on the battlefield, like, oh, dude, your opponent's brutal. Right. Alright, so leading us off is one of the first cards that we saw was Champion of the Perished uh, Past Tense. Uh, black for a 1-1 uh, 
creature zombie, just like Champion of the Parish, when a zombie enters the battlefield, put a 1-1 counter on Champion of the Parish. So, my initial thought was, Humans is obviously a really good, or it used to be a very good modern deck, and super flexible, hits it, every color. I, I call it still colors. tier 1.5. Yeah, it's it's still like, yeah. You, could, I, you I, could take it to an FNM and probably win. No, sure. Yeah, it's like uh, that was probably where I would put it. Right, I'm just saying, like it's it's you have to scroll down on a goldfish to to get to the humans. Oh, uh, where amulet is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey man, y'all go yeah. down there too. Don't worry. Uh, no, yeah, d- yeah, yeah. No, we're, we're you know we're tier seven Thunderdome, so it's literally it's yes. <laughs> but one thing I thought about with Champion of the Parish is with with zombies that traditionally, a lot of times you just either make a lot of zombie tokens. And and just kind of like that's kind of the zombie plan is just kind of you just flood at a certain point. So this could actually be very good, just like Champion of the Parish, just if that's how the deck is uh, moving forward. But I don't know. I don't know what the zombie deck in Modern or Pioneer looks like right now. But I do think it definitely could just be a huge, like Champion of the Parish and humans. That's just the great. That's where you want to start with this and three four humans and then it's a six six seven seven and eventually you're just like all right we'll beat this the, if you the do, way if you that have, i i view this guy point. is like i don't think so we're modern what modern zombies is right now it's like a sacrifice deck with uh with uh goblin bombardment you know from mh2 sure so that's kind of where they are they're like yeah i'll play like grave crawler loop grave crawler on you with this ping you for one a turn blah 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 whatever Mm-hmm. I really think this guy outshines in, in Pioneer. Like, really? Well, because, like, so if you kind of think about zombies in Pioneer, like, you never really had... I don't even ever think it's been close to a deck. I definitely think Innistrad, or this Innistrad set, definitely puts it as a possible deck. Because all the decayed zombies, yes, they can't block, and yes, they die. But, like, there are so many cards in this set that just generate them, like, so efficiently. And we're going to... And, and I have some on my list that I'm going to go over. But, yeah. like... You have this one drop that is so good in humans now in zombies. So now in in, in uh for zombies in uh Pioneer you now have this and what's the one mana two one that like it's from Amonkhet. It's a zombie jackal. You put, uh yeah. You oh put it back gosh. in your hand. It's it's bad. But but now you have both <laughs> of them. And like and also they had the the skeleton zombie guy from like Ravnica. Right. So, like, now you have more one-drops, and this guy grows. Yes, Fatal Push is a good card in Pioneer, but, like, now you could be more effective at having a dude that grows that's like, answer me. Because for right. the most part in Zombies, it's like, your best thing is a 2-1, and it's like, yeah, I can Fatal Push it. I don't really care about it, though. But this yeah. guy's like, you have to answer me at some point. Like, I'm just going to keep getting bigger. Right. It is like a must-kill threat as early as possible in Modern. Like, oh, this, I have a I have a bolt now. It I, the bolt may not be going on next turn. Let's do it now, kind of thing. And uh, like we like the, we have shadows over Innistrad, which which isn't Pioneer that has like Relentless Dead, which gets back a zombie. We have Crit Breaker. We have all the Lords from Almonket. We have Liliana's that... Mastery, which makes two two twos for five mana, and then right. pops all your zombies. Like we we have a lot of cards in the format that and, and that won the Pro Tour. Jerry Thompson won the yeah. with that deck. And, like, I, I think Zombies this is a big contender in Pioneer. Like, I don't know if they'll be black-white. I don't know what they'll do. Um, 
but I definitely think that you will run into zombie decks. I think it kind of, I think it might do a little better than mono black was doing. Um, because now your creatures, like you do lose Knight of the even Legion, which was a big reason to play mono black and pioneer. Right. Um, but now you get all this other zombie support, uh, like there's literally a two drop human wizard that poops out zombies, so like true. Like there's just a lot of cards in the set that are like if you don't have a like if you don't have a decayed zombie, make one. Right. Like every sure. turn, and then it's like I have this champion of the parish that's now like a six 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 at you. Right. And then relentless deck can get it back for one mana. So, they're like, there's a lot of creatures. Yeah. Yeah, I think this this one's definitely worth uh, definitely something I want to explore in Pioneer. It, it definitely could just be more than not. A lot deck. of these cards we're going to talk about tonight are like cards were like when we talked about earlier that standard power level is going down. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, I mean, it is like you look at this set right now and you're like, like the card I was hyped over is a is a bad monastery mentor for the most part that I really like. Right. And obviously yeah. there are like there's a new op that surveils, but that's nothing like how Arclight affected the format when it came out, how Oko affected the format, how it you know. Oh right, yeah. So like I personally like that though, because now I'm not looking at the set like what's gonna break modern, I'm looking at the set like what's gonna help Pioneer. Like what yeah. is gonna cause Pioneer gets affected by this. Like you could make new archetypes. Um and stuff like that, so Yeah. Pioneer, hands down, is one of my favorite formats. I just definitely think it doesn't get the love and appreciation that it needs. No, right. Yeah, me too. But what's our what's our next black card? What we got? The next the next black card is I just I just scroll past it. Oh, foul play, uh, the new best two mana removal spell in the black color. Destroy target creature with power. No, it's not it's not that one. It's no, not that one, I... but I do think that one's good. So foul play, destroy creature with power to or less investigate yeah like i definitely think for like a lot of decks in standard and pioneer you might play this card because it does it, it cycles equivalently sure. like you make an artifact that cycles so yep. it's like all right cool uh blow up your random dude right but i know the card that you're gonna talk about i'm gonna beat you to it because i'm right at it uh, uh okay. because i i know so when this card gets spoiled i'm gonna share this okay. brent blew up my phone <laughs> about this card yeah. like i got 40 text messages like this card's insane and uh i agree with him this card's insane uh infernal grasp is the best of the two drop cycle i it will probably see modern play like there are homes for it. it is one in a black destroy target creature you lose two life um I don't know what what else there needs to be said about it. <laughs> like, right for the modern format, you have an unconditional destroy target thing, and then if you're a shadow deck, you have plus two plus two to your shadow. Right, and I just bought. Uh, it's funny enough. I played Grix's Death Shadow at a just local Tuesday event with Cole, and I just bought the Terminates that day. I was like, you know, what's the point? I'm we, I'm getting Infernal Grass, just basically strictly better. Uh, you get to it's a Death Shadows get plus two plus two, and it you know. Uh, the, and like I said earlier, these cards don't see a lot of play as it is, but there was always like some sort of you, you don't hit everything. Like it used to be, uh, you can't hit legendaries or do, like Doomblade. It it has a there's just restrictions always. This one doesn't have one. Just you lose two life, and that's not that's really not too bad. 
No, and I mean, even outside of Shadow decks, like, I, I think the card's going to be great in Pioneer. I think the card's going to be great in Modern. Like, yeah. Some some matchups, two life means nothing. Oh, right. Like, against Murktide, sometimes two life is just not a, a factor of the matchup. Right. Because a yeah, lot of times it... Murktide's like, oh, you're at, you're at like 16. Well, I'll just play this 8-8 eight, eight that two, two turns you. Right. Basically is how it goes. And this card's like, cool, I'll just go to 14. You lose your... And it's an instant also. So... Right. Big you deal. do it on your opponent's turn. Like, this card has... Ah, dude, it's so good. It's a very yeah. good card. Right. Uh, yeah, I think... It's it certainly if you're a mid-range Pioneer deck in black, which is probably a lot of mid-range decks, uh, this is a good one. Yeah, I, I mean, think. a lot of a lot of the format is, like, big creatures that get out of range. Uh, yes. Of a lot yep. of the best removal. So, like, Omnath is, like, one of the best cards in the whole format. And... Yes, there is Fatal Push, but to turn on Revolt is not something that happens quite often. No. Because you're, you know, you're only fetchable as uh, Fatal Passage. So having this uh, this card, you know, like, gives Black Decks an answer. Because, like, the best Black Deck in Pioneer right now is Vampires. Right. Which, now, to be fair, Vampires does get a lot of really good cards. Like, Soren Imperius uh, Bloodlord is uh, one hell of a card. And they do play like Heartless Act and stuff like that. I definitely think they go away from that. Yeah, if yeah, one hundred percent. This is just way better, and they're an aggro deck, so they're two life. When they win, they don't care. They also play like four Kalitas, so I mean, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, they'll get it back. Right. Speaking of Kalitas, we have a very equivalent card, Jissa Glorious Res- Resurrector, two black black for a legendary creature, human wizard, as a four four. If a creature opponent controls would die, instead exile it. And your upkeep put all creatures cards exile with uh, with Gissa Glorious Resurrector on the battlefield under your control. They gain decayed, which is the at the end of combat sacrifice it if it attacked. I think this card. Yeah, I, I think you're really high on this. I'm not as high. I think Kalidus was a very good card. Oh, I don't, but, I don't think this card replaces Kalidus. I don't think they're the same card. I think this card just insane. Like true. In a lot of decks that you could play this card, you could just be a slower black deck and you'd just be like, yeah, you nice bomb, I'll kill it, and then I get it. Right. And if it's that good, you don't attack with it. And if it just like has a good effect. I mean, even then, like if, if just in the standard aspect, killing a Goldspan Dragon while this thing is out, taking your opponent's Goldspan Dragon, hitting them for four and making a treasure is... I mean, that has relevance. And you can yeah. crack the treasure in combat to do something for two mana. Like, right. like talking about the two mana removal spell that we just talked about, like, yeah, the card. I think the card is very good. I don't know how good the card's going to be. I don't have a judgment on that. I just think the card is good. Um, obviously, it's going to be a fun commander, like most legendary things that have extra text on them. Right, but yeah. it it is grave hate on a four four for four, so. The difference, though, you know, Kalidus made two twos off of it. This just steals it. So. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if you can kill specific creatures and then make, you know, get them back. Like, if, you know, we were talking about zombies or any other black deck, like in Pioneer. Imagine you have this out. You kill your opponent's Kalidus. You get your opponent's Kalidus. And then, like, you just sit it on your side. Now you have two state-based effects or 
you take your opponent's gifted Aetherborn, or you take your opponent's Omnath and then never swing with it. Like, <laughs> right. Like, I mean, there's so many things like you could take. That's true. Uh, technically, you do get to throw Croxa at them. It it will oh, die yeah. when he comes into play, but you do get to make them discard a card. That's true. Oh man, that is a hard Croxa removal. Yeah. The problem with her though is they do go back to their graveyard because you. So you'll. Oh, that's right. So it will die and go back to them. So Croxa will go back. I do think though, like big ones is like taking your opponent's is it phoenix or your arclight phoenix your opponent's crackling drake can be big you know just just naming off good decks in uh pioneer right now yeah so actually croxa will uh exile itself back again you, you just get it every turn no because he'll die on your side and then he goes to their graveyard oh you're right okay yeah yeah okay never mind yeah you're right yeah that, that that's what happens with that is he'll just he'll just die on your side and then go to them uh um, right Dreadhorde Arcanist also is a good one to take. I mean, you do get one for use, or it's just a good, like, I mean, there's some cards that just have super good relevance on them. Uh, right. Niv Delight, take your opponent's Niv Mizzet. <laughs> right. Or Look take, at the top 10 cards, but at the bottom. Or uh, your opponent takes uh, Scare, like, you can also take your opponent's Scarab God. Uh, yeah. So like there there are a couple things in just the pioneer format that she does just yank out of the graveyard, right? That like I mean taking your opponent's invisit, hitting them upside the head with for six, or making them trade their invisit for the one you're attacking them with, and then you get the new one. Like right, yeah. Like she she will. I don't know how good she is. I just don't have that that foresight on her. Like she's not something that like I look at and I'm like, oh my god, why wouldn't you play this card? But right. she does have text enough for me to be like, I would. It wouldn't surprise me if I saw her. I wouldn't be like, Oh my god, why are you playing her? She's terrible. Right. I'd be like, You know what? I I could have figured. Yeah. I mean, I I'd expect her like really like I don't know if you curve out to her on turn four if that's what you want to do, because even then with like Kalidas, you didn't really want to do that all the time. Right. That's true. Because you want to get that good old one off, you know, like kill something. Like Fatal Push is legal in the format. So you could have her out, or you could crack a Fable Passage, play her Fatal Push something, take it, you know, like, and get one good hit off, so. Right. I don't know. I think she's good. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, speaking of uh, cards that we think are good, that's a great segue, uh, we got Jadar Gucaller of Nephilia, one into black for a 1-1 one -one legendary creature, human wizard. At the beginning of your end step, if you control no creatures but decay, Create a 2-2 black zombie creature token with decay. So this is what you were talking about earlier. Yes. Something that makes uh, additional zombie creatures. And you keep throwing zombie tokens at your opponent and you just get you get them back. You keep Or you keep uh, building zombies. And with Champion of the Perished, if that's what you're playing, he gets bigger too uh, each time. So could be could be pretty good. Yeah, I definitely, this is definitely one of the cards I was talking about. I mean, this was the literal card I was talking about. Like, he, he makes right. two twos if you don't have one already. So he definitely... The big thing about him is he really sets you up for just throwing a 2-2 two -two at your opponent every turn. Yeah. Like, he really wants you to do that. And then also, like, with other things that make uh, two, like, decayed zombies, it's like, all right, I'll just keep throwing them, throwing them at you. <laughs> like, yeah. like this, is, this wants me to throw them to make one. Right. Um. 
So I definitely think Jadar, Ghoul Caller of Nefalia, I, I like the card. I don't know. I, I don't think he's going to ever see modern play. He, no. I think yeah. uh, Pioneer Zombies would play him, and I think Standard, there's a zombie archetype that is definitely going to emerge from this. So, you know, there are obviously formats that will play him. So, like, he's a good curve for you. Like, turn one, champion of the pairs, turn two, Jadar, go to your end set, make a 2-2. Two, two. Now champion's right. a 2-2. Two, two. Throw champion in the other zombie at your opponent, then make another 2-2. Two, two. And then yeah. if champion didn't die, he's a 3-3. Three, three. So, like... Right. And then that's not even to say any other cards you played on turn three to go with that. Right. So, like... I just... They're good. I think he's good. I think he's very good. Yeah. All right. Next. Uh, this one uh, may not be so good, but I, I just saw it. Read it I'm actually reading for the first time, but I, I think it might be okay. Rotten Reunion for Black. It's actually a common instant. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the ex- funny art. Right. Yeah. Exile up to one target card from a graveyard. Create a 2-2 Black Zombie creature token with Decay. So it's an instant that exiles a card from a graveyard. That could be a pretty strong effect. It also has fat, uh, flashback for one in black, so you get two hits at this. It, it's like a cling to dust. Yeah, it's cling to dust, and you get a zombie token, so a little bit more interesting for the zombie deck if that exists. You can have an instant speed zombie. Yeah, if um, like you need grave hate, that's like spot grave hate. Right. Like, like I like I like cling to dust when I, it was first spoiled, and it's a pretty good card in, in eternal formats. I don't think this replaces it. Unless no. you really care about the zombie token. But for three mana, you get two zombie tokens, too. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, like, one mana, eat a card, make a 2-2 two, two is definitely not bad. Right. So, yeah, you lose a 2-2 two, two when it turns sideways, but, like, there, there's just going to be a lot of cases where um, that 2-2 two, two might force your opponent to block. Right. And the right archetype, you might really want to exile a card from a graveyard. It's obviously easy card to sideboard out if, uh, as well. I, th- I think it's pretty good. All right, do you have any more on your list? I got uh, one more. Uh, this is the multi-kicker yeah, black right. variant. Uh, Tainted Adversary for one into black. It's a 2-3 with Death Touch. It's pretty good for two mana, 2-3 Death Touch. Yeah, it has uh, some of the best stats out of all of right. them. So the just like before, it has the multi-kicker for two and a black, so two mana, or you can pay two and a black to go up to five mana, two, five, eight, all the way up. When you pay this cost one or more times, put that many plus one, plus one counters on Tainted Adversary, then create twice that many two, two black zombie creature tokens with decay. So for five mana, you create, uh, create two. Two, two zombies, and it's a uh, three, four. Three, four. Yeah, yeah. And for eight mana, it's uh, four zombies, and it's a uh, uh, four five. Yeah, no, Pretty I mean good. that card. I, I was I've been looking at this card when we were talking about the pioneer zombie archetype. Like two mana, two three with death touch. Like literally one of the best cards in vampires is gifted aetherborn, which is a two mana, two three with death touch and lifelink. Right. Like yeah, it is so good because it has lifelink. Yes, but it is so good because it's a two three with death touch. Right. Like, there are so many games that you will watch in Pioneer that people are just like, I cannot get through this card. Right. Like, I literally yeah. cannot get to... Because your 2-2 doesn't even trade with it. Right. So, I mean, being a 2-3 with Death Touch is quite a bit of text, and then drawing... Or playing it on turn 5, and then you get 2... You get, you get a total of 7 power on turn 5 with this card. Right. And, uh, like... I, dude... <laughs> 
And in this theoretical zombie decks that we're kind of building, this is a really good card. And it's really good late in the game, too. Uh, I, I like this card quite a bit. No, I, I definitely like it. Uh, I definitely see it seeing play, especially in standard zombies and pioneer zombies. Like, it, it it's just good. <laughs> like, it's just yeah. a good card. Right. Oh, it's so good. Uh, is there anything else that I missed? So I have, uh, I have three. I'm going to go over okay. them pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and this is this is just so the first one here. It's just a good card. I was just kind of looking back at it. Um, yeah. Bloodline Cullings. Okay. Uh, yeah. So one and two blacks instant, which makes me like it more. Uh, target creature gets minus five, minus five until on a turn. That's fine. Or creature tokens get minus two, minus two until on a turn. Um, being an instant speed token wrath probably will be pretty relevant standard and uh and pioneer. So, I also just think it's a good card. Uh, it has the option sure. of just being a kill something or, uh, you know, maybe wrath the board if tokens are ever good. Pests are already good in standard to some degree. Um, so, stuff like that. Another good sure. card is the Legendary Enchantment, the Meat Hook Massacre. Oh, I, I did miss this one, yeah. Two Black X. Whenever uh, When the Meat Hook Massacre enters the battlefield, each creature gets minus X, minus X until in a turn. Whenever a creature you control dies, each opponent loses one life. And whenever a creature an opponent control dies, you gain one life. So it's kind of like a blood artist in that sense. And it's a permanent enchantment. So the cool part about it is you get this big old wrath maybe later in the game. Or you just get a two black enchantment that's like a blood artist on an enchantment. Right. Obviously it's not as good as blood artist. Blood artist being where whenever a creature dies, they lose one life, you gain one life. Um versus when something you control dies they lose one life and when something they control dies you gain one life right um but either way like being being the option of a wrath effect later in the game or early in the game being something as a tempo swing i think is pretty good uh and then my pet card i don't know how good this card is this card might be terrible i i think this card's awesome jaren corrupted bishop okay two and a black two three Whenever Jaren, Corrupted Bishop, enters the battlefield or another non-token human you control dies, you lose one life and create a 1-1 white human creature token. That sounds pretty familiar from an old Innistrad set. I wonder what card did that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Westvale Abbey. You lost life for 5 mana to make a 1-1. Alright. Right. 2 mana. Target human you control gains lifelink until on a turn. Eh, that's kind of cool text on it. Whatever. And then he has this other crazy text on him. At the beginning of your end step, if you have exactly 13 life, you know, big old number 13 is here in Innistrad, right. you may pay 2 black and 4. If you do, you may transform Jaren. So you have to have 13 life and you pay 6 mana. So At your end step, also. At your, okay, so a lot of restrictions here. Yeah, whatever. It's okay. fine, because he transforms into Ormondal, the Corruptor, <laughs> which, uh, which is totally cool. Except they, right. they kind of shafted Ormondal a little bit, but they gave him something cool. So if y'all remember, Westvale Abbey, like I mentioned earlier, transformed into Ormondal when you sacrifice yep. five creatures. He was a 9-7 haste trample, like, first strike lifelinker, I think. Right. Like, he had, like, seven keywords. Yeah. Uh, they decided now that he would be a 6-6. Six, six. Whatever. But he still yeah. has flying trample lifelink. Except they added a really cool part on him. Which is sacrifice another creature, draw a card. Which That's pretty good. Might be really relevant at some point. I don't know if the card's good. I I honestly don't care if it's good. 
I think it's awesome. Um, I just like big dumb cards that do dumb things, and that's literally what he does. He's just that's a yeah, that's a hell of a restriction, though. Hey, well, I mean, to like to be fair though, uh-huh. uh, his like his basic effect of whenever he enters the battlefield or another non-token human you control dies, you lose life and make a one-one. Isn't that? I mean, bad. that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, it's really not that bad. And then pay right. two gives something lifelink, like is not bad. So like yeah. at worst he makes him he at least he makes a total of three power when he enters the battlefield. That's true for at, three mana it's a three four in power and toughness. Yeah, yeah. At, at worst and then every other human after that if it dies will make every non token human that is right will make uh will make another human. Yeah. So you know like he he's kind of like he's not as he's not as good per se as Westfield Abbey was where it was like all right I have five creatures I'll pay five mana and make Ormondal. Right, and you got secure the waste too in that format too. Yes, um, so like you don't have as cool of that restriction, or just the make a human whenever you wanted to. But yeah. uh, like I don't know, I think he's cool. I think he's a, I think he's a flavor win. In my opinion. <laughs> sure, I'll give you, I'll give him that. Yeah, Ormondal was a gr- dude. I love playing Ormondal. Uh, I've lost to Ormondal a lot, so uh, right. I I've definitely been on the receiving end of my opponent. Going like, hey, at your end step, flash in this 1-1. One, one. And I'm like, what? And they're like, on my turn, pay 5. And I'm like, please don't. <laughs> and now I have a 9-7 Trample Haste. I, I think, I swear to God, he had the first, right? I, I don't think it matters. Or no, he had, <laughs> he, had, he had Indestructible, I know that. Yeah. Did, did he keep it? Did I say that Jaren had Indestructible? No, he lost Indestructible. So he's only he... flying Trample Lifelink. And original Ormondal was flying, flying lifelike indestructible haste okay so they definitely so pl- they definitely yeah. shafted him a little bit yeah i mean sack a creature draw card is a pretty good effect too in the right tokens deck yeah i mean th- there's also a chance because you're not sacking the creatures you had on board right that you just have like an ass load of one ones and you're just like yeah all right i'll just draw six cards true so i mean that definitely could be a possibility right but you know the old ormond doll definitely was uh was kind of a kick your ass card <laughs> not gonna yes not gonna lie yeah all right so now we're going on to good old red good old red and we'll start with the first multi the first one i have is the multi-kicker red card one in a red for two two haste creature vampire now you may pay two and a red additional as the multi-kicker any number of times. When you pay this cost one or more times, uh, one one counters just like the black one. Then exile up to that many target instant and or sorcery cards with mana value three or less from your graveyard and copy them. Uh, so you exile the, that, that card, then you cast them without paying their mana costs. So very similar to the uh, uh, Goblin... Dark Dwellers. Dark Dwellers, yes, thank you. For five mana, you get the same kind of effect. But this one, you pay eight mana, get two of them. Or 11, you get three. Pretty interesting card. So, I've been kind of like scrolling through the spoilers uh, while I've been going through it. And uh, can we finally make Black Red Vampires a, 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 like a, a deck? Sure. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> I know that like Mono Black's just the way to go. But like, Olivia Valderin from Shadows of Renistrad is like one of my favorite cards ever. Oh, sure. The yeah. discarded card... When a vampire enters the battlefield, uh, gets a plus one counter, and then you had Falconrath 
Gorger, which said all your vampires had madness. Right. So, you, yeah. so I, I had a really bad Sander deck back then. We won't get too much into that. But <laughs> uh, I think card's cool. I think it's kind of the worst of the of the cycle of them. Yeah. I mean, for what it does for the formats we've talked about today. Like, obviously, a lot of these cards, like we talked about, aren't going to see a lot of modern play. That's just the way it is. And if they do, mm-hmm. awesome. Amazing. Yeah. I'd be ecstatic. But for the most part... The way that at least I'm looking at this for at this spoiler list right here is that these are cards that are going to possibly be good in Pioneer and are going to definitely affect Standard. Right. So I th- yeah, I, I I agree. So like this card, there's not a whole lot of really cheap instants and sorceries in Pioneer that are like really worth flashing back. I mean, there's a chance in Mono Red you might play her because like, I mean, I guess the thing is, does she take Earthshaker's Kenra spot or does she take the the dude that deals two when he comes into play. Oh, young, young, uh, young. No, it's uh, the Vashino Pyromancer. Vashino, okay, I knew it was Pyromancer or something. Yeah, so like, I, I mean, they're like she gives late game to those decks. That's true. Because then it's on like turn five if you have her, you're like, all right, she's a three three with haste that bolted your opponent. Right. And then like, it, God forbid, turn eight, <laughs> you're you're like. On curve with your lands too, by the way. Um, you yeah, this, player. This deck it sounds wild already. <laughs> well, I mean, but like to be fair though, like she has a two-two for two with haste. That's true. So like, I definitely think that at least for uh, pioneer, like I, I definitely could see her seeing play because the problem yeah. with pioneer burn is like you just kind of run out. You're right. like you're like yeah. drat. I didn't kill my opponent within the time frame. Yeah, I'm gonna die. <laughs> so i definitely i definitely could see them playing that yeah. yeah uh next one i have is burn down the house three red red as a sorcery burn down the house deals five damage to uh, or sorry choose one burn down the house deals five to each five damage to each creature and each planeswalker and or you can do create three one one red devil creature tokens with when they die it deals one damage to any target they gain haste until end of turn. The, so Hour of Devastation was the red <laughs> sweeper that we had uh, before. I think that was, there's not a lot of red sweepers outside of like uh, that or that get printed that I can think of that deals five damage. I like mean, the, the biggest one we had was uh, Star of Extinction. Star of, yeah, that was... Seven mana, true. blow up a land, deal 20 to literally everything. Yeah, that was... That was a bit excessive. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, Hour pretty... was like our top-end red damage thing. Right, and that... Uh, uh, I know that can't... If, if you're in red deck, you need a sweeper, which is kind of weird that you would need one. Um, but this is a probably a strict upgrade to Hour of Devastation. Yeah, right? I mean, the big part with Hour, though, was everything lost indestructible. That's, that's true, yeah. But, like, there are big red decks in formats, like... That just played big red cards, and like this could be one of them, right? Um, I mean, big red was a pioneer deck back in the day, like when the That's format true. was getting settled with like Rabble Masters and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, this could be a cyborg card for matchups that you just lose to, but I mean, also you have Anger of the Gods and Sweltering Sun, so right. Also, Glorybringer. Also... Yeah, this could also just make three Red Devil tokens. Not bad. Yeah, like... they do, they do get haste. They do get haste. Yeah. So it's not just. Pay five, make three one ones that don't do anything for the turn. Right. Yeah. Sure. I, I definitely like the card. I think it's unique. Yeah. Uh, next, Curse of the Shaken Faith. Uh, 
This one has uh, is enchantment for Aura Curse. Uh, curse. Enchant player. When enchanted player casts a spell other than the first spell that casts each turn or copies the spell, Curse of Shaken Faith deals two damage to them. Uh, Why have I a, never read this card? I, I I don't know, but it's a I, I think it's pretty good. People, uh, if they're salty, that beat them with Lotus Field. Um, and I'll tell I'll, I'll give them a half ass. Oh, play uh, Alpine Move, play Damping Sphere. This one destroys me. I have this to destroys a this lot card. of decks. I'm so surprised I've not read this card. It's it's pretty good. Uh, it's it's a two mana hate card. Uh, but it's also it doesn't. It's not like uh. Well, it's not a, like sh- like super party hate. idol on. Yeah, it's yeah. it's only the second spell. So it it does have play around. Like you could just be like, all right, <laughs> like I'll wait till I find my thing. Chill. Right. Right. But it does like it does host the storm decks very well. Oh yeah. Well, like yeah. It's basically like all right. If you want to go for it, die. Right. <laughs> like right. or find an answer for it. Like I, I'm actually stunned by it. I'm surprised I have not read this card. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Like in the if uh, specifically a cyborg card. Uh, oh no, for, yeah, I, I'm definitely yeah. gonna put it on my list of uh, of good cards. I have a list that y'all can't see. It's that's good cards. And I'm, I'm keeping <laughs> okay. track of them. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Uh, all right, so that that one's pretty good. Let's let me go through my list. I went through this earlier, but. Uh oh, this one's pretty cool. Uh, you might have a lot more to say about it. Guys, flame reservoir two in a red. Uh, for artifact, when you cast an instant or sorcery spell, put a charge counter on guys, flame reservoir. You can pay two mana and tap it to remove any number of charge counters, and it deals that much damage to any target. Uh, likewise, you can pay two uh, two mana, one in a red. Tap exile the top card of your library. You may play that card this turn. Um. I think it's unique, <laughs> like, and, and <laughs> sure. that's usually my way of saying I, I I'm not a huge fan of it. I definitely think it's cool though, and I would love to like, I like Aetherflux Reservoir and Dynavolt Tower and stuff like that. So like, janky cards that do stuff like that, I've always been a fan of. Right. Um. So I mean, it'd be cool to see this card go off, but it's kind of in the same. So like, like Brent and I have play tested Dynavolt Tower and have done stone nothing with it. We're not doing that anymore. We learned our lesson. Yeah, so, like, it kind of falls under that for me, where it's kind of like this rant. Like, now, to be fair, Dynamo Tower only dealt three damage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I will admit that. But, you know, in addition, Aetherflux Reservoir gained you life. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I, I think the card's unique. I don't, I don't think the card is, like, busted great, but I don't think the card is terrible. Right. Uh, let's see. Next, I have Moonvale Regent. I don't think this card's very good, but I definitely wanted to bring it up. It's a four mana for a four four oh, creature yeah, yeah. dragon uh, with flying. Uh, when you cast a spell, you may discard your hand. If you do, draw a card for each of that spell's colors. When Moonvale uh, Regent dies, it deals X damage to any target where X is the number of colors among permanents you control. Matt Commander, like you, everyone has a, a five color dragons deck in Commander. I think this is a good card in that deck, but not not terribly real. I, I don't think this is a constructed card, but I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, I definitely think it's cool. I mean, I kind of I saw a tweet about it. I think it was Saffron Olive, obviously, you know, whatever. But uh, I mean, he was talking about this with Manamorphose being able to draw three cards, so like that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's that's, pre- that's pretty uh. 
It's pretty uh, optimistic uh, thing to do. I mean, uh, yeah, like I don't, I don't think it's <laughs> I don't think it's a modern playable card, but if if in Pioneer no, no. there was a there, there was a Manamorphos for whatever reason, then it goes it goes to the Nimmiza deck. You you pitch your hand, then you draw five, and then you get the Nimmiza trigger. Is it whenever you cast? Whenever you, when, when cast, you cast a spell? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't so know. Th- I mean, this it, curves it, into Nib perfectly. I mean, at least it's a four mana four four. It's that, yeah, that four mana four four flying. It's not bad. Just base stats, not bad. No, definitely not. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, play with fire. It's red for an instant. Play a fire effectively shocks. Uh, deals two damage to any target. If a player dealt damage this way, scry one. Uh, but literally, gonna update re- scry. Yeah, <laughs> like literally gonna replace shock. Right. Yeah, pretty good though. I like it. Yeah, I mean, there's not uh, there's not a whole lot to say about it. Right. Uh, let's see. As I keep scrolling through, smoldering egg. This one you like a lot. Uh, finally, right? Okay, so this is two mana for a zero four creature dragon egg with defender. Ah, oh, so you can't attack with it. Oh man, like uh, banging the ice. Isn't that weird? Right. When he casts it's a sorcery spell, put a number of ember counters on smoldering egg equal to the amount of mana spent to cast that spell. If there are seven or more Ember counters on it, remove them and transform Smoldering Egg. It's a mandatory ability for what's worth. But what do you get on the backside? You get a 4-4 dragon, creature dragon, with flying. When you cast insert sorcery spell, you shock. Deal two damage to any target. I I think the card's really good. Do you? I okay. think the card is really good. And I, I wanted to make a breakout of modern... But like, okay, so the thing in the ice decks that exist now exists because you dress down thing in the ice. Like you're cheating, because right, thing yeah. in the ice being a seven six uh, sucks because it just dies to everything in modern right now. Surprisingly, <laughs> yeah. Um, so the best way to play thing in the ice is like not even just use it as a flip. Like, hey, I'll dress down on your end step, and then on my turn play this two mana seven six. Right. That flips yeah. all your stuff. So like. But it would, like, having on it, like, okay, so here's the thing about it. The fact that whenever you cast an instant sorcery spell, it deals two damage to any target, I think is super relevant. Yeah. Like, I think that part on it will make it playable. Yeah. Now, I think we might go back to a cool, like, Phoenix deck, like, back in the day, because they were playing uh, Thing in the Ice in their deck. Right, but yeah. now you can play this, and you're gonna be like Morphos, put two counters on it, bolt your opponent, put one counter on it, so that's three. Bolt your yeah. opponent again, put another counter on it, and then you could go back to playing Finale. That's true. That that removes a ton of counters. Yeah, and then it casts the spells, so right, you get to shock them for everyone. Like I, I don't know. They have Demolic now, though, so I don't know how much they're they have for slot room because Demolic kind of fits their deck better. Right. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I think the card's cool. I, I think the card will see play. I know it will definitely be a week one card where, like, it sees play for because people want it, want it to work. Yeah. But, uh, I, I will not be I, one of those people because I am not great at brewing in modern. So, good luck to anyone that wants to <laughs> brew with that card. And if you do, <laughs> send me your list. I promise I'll play it. <laughs> right. So that's actually all I have for red. Is there anything that you wanted to cover? Uh, I I think you covered it because that was definitely my big one. Was him? Oh, yeah. 
A quick one. Falkenrath Pit Fighter. I think actually uh, I've seen a lot of people online talk about. So one mana, two one for a red. Uh, it has an activated ability, which is uh, one in a red. Discard a card, sacrifice a vampire, draw two cards. Activate this only if your opponent lost life this turn. Okay. Sure. Uh, I think... Uh, I, I, I've seen a lot of people talk about it being super playable. Uh, like in certain formats and stuff. And I, I kind of agree on that because I, I like it. I mean, it fits the whole one mana two one thing, so it does what red wants. Right. Yeah. So, uh, we'll, we'll we'll just see, but I think it's cool. Okay. All right. Now to everyone's favorite color, green. Uh, let's start with a pretty good one, Augur of Autumn. One green, green for a two three creature human druid. You may look at the top card of your library at any time. You may play land cards lands from the top of your library as long as you it has coven which is as long as you control three or more creatures with different powers you may cast creature spells from the top of your library so very much like uh the the centaur i cannot think of its name uh the two four you're talking about my good old brother courser of groovix courser yeah exactly yeah. except it doesn't have plus one power to the butt <laughs> right right yeah, dice to bolt, unfortunately. Also not enchantment, doesn't turn on your, uh, whatever it's called. Uh, uh, why am I blanking on that? What does Darcy have? Delirium. Uh, delirium, yeah, sure. Turn that on. Either way, though, uh, I think the card's good. Yep, so you get to play, you, you obviously get to peek at your, at your, uh... Oh, and different than Corsair, too. You don't reveal. Yeah, different yeah. than Corsair, does not reveal... So your opponent doesn't get to see what's coming. Right. So I, if you're playing against Leonard, you don't get, they well, don't get you. I have played a lot of... Uh, I, I love Green-White Company in Modern. It's one of my favorite archetypes. And though yeah. a lot of people sometimes say that, like, oh, it doesn't matter if they see the top card of your library. In a lot of games, you'd be surprised how often, like, your opponent will change their decision because they know you're drawing, like, a bomb. Right. Like, uh, I love playing Archangel Avacyn as a one of in a lot of my list, and a lot of people, if they saw her, were like, I'm just not going to commit, like, to an at all-out attack. Right. Because then, like, they know that I have her in hand. Yeah. Or, like, if there's a Coco on top, then they're like, okay, well, I'll just hold up Counterspell versus, like, tapping out for a Teferi or something. Right. So, or, you know, something, like a Jace. Yeah. Um, so, like, being able to peek versus always having to look. Right, and, yeah. And then having the extra text of you can cast creature spells if you're at a specific point. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty glad that you don't reveal the top card as opposed to in course or you, you, you both players know what you're, what, what's coming up. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so I, I like it quite a bit more. Uh, next, I have the tireless tracker we have at home. Briar Bridge <laughs> Tracker. Yes. Uh, to agree to for a two three uh, creature human scout with vigilance. Uh, when Briar Bridge Tracker enters the battlefield, investigate, uh, which is created clue token. As long as you control a token, Briar Bridge Tracker gets plus two plus zero, making it four three if you have a clue or any other token. I I don't tracker is pretty good. I don't, I don't even, think, I don't even think you can it. comparison. I don't even think no. it's close. 
Yeah, so Tyler Schracker is definitely the the quarterback, the senior quarterback. Gets all the chicks. Uh, just great arm. This one's the 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 nerd, right? Yeah, not... no, like, dude, it's not even close. Like, yeah. I don't care if Tracker's a three-two. I don't care. Tracker makes tokens that draw cards and gets bigger when you crack them. Not even when you crack right. them. If they just go anywhere, <laughs> right? Like, like, uh, my clue got blown up. Plus one counter. Right. Or so I've seen. Is it I've whenever seen... a clue goes to a graveyard or whenever you sacrifice? A clue? No, when it when you sacrifice a clue, it gets plus one plus yeah, one. I've, that's I've right. seen an Emrakul get thrown at Jim Davis. He's like, all right, I'll just sacrifice these six clues and triggers yep. all that went to the tireless tracker. Yeah, which is hilarious. Uh, I don't I don't think this card's terribly good. Uh, I mean, it might see standard play, but like yeah, when oh I yeah. I was first sure. reading it when it got spoiled. I saw Bridge Brain Tracker. And I was like, oh my god. And then I read Vigilance. I was like, what? And I said, and then I saw when it enters Battlefield, create, uh, uh, investigate. And I was like, please. And then that was where the text stopped and I cried. <laughs> I was like, it's like, why? Just just a little more, please. Something. Yeah, that's too bad. I, I, Tarakker's still still modern power level card, too. Oh, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next one, uh, let's, speaking of disappointment, let's go to Consuming Blob, a three green green for a star, star plus one creature ooze, power is equal to a number of t- card types in your graveyard, and toughness is equal to that plus one, at your end step, create a token of this, uh, power, uh, a star and star plus one, so basically a goif that only counts your own graveyard for five mana, but you do make tokens of it at your end step. Biogenic Ooze did see standard play. Did it? Okay. The the one that keeps making two twos and then uh, it's uh yeah like he's spinning out two twos I think right. So five mana like four yeah. four. Okay. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, make a two two, and then at the beginning of your end step, you put a plus one counter on each ooze, and then you can pay four to make a two two. Right. Okay, so a little bit of a different card, but still, like, yeah, its floor is a little bit higher. Yeah, I mean, like this card keeps making copies of itself, right? So, I, I think it's okay. Yeah. Let's see. Let's let's continue moving on. I know you. I know you want to talk about her, or you uh, you, you don't want to, but I know that uh, that they're staring at you. Do you? I guess maybe I don't know which, what you're talking about. We have the uh, the strictly worst uh, Outland Liberator, worse than Thrashing Brontodon. No, I'm uh, talking about I, it. It's a mythic. It's a mythic. I guess I'm not sure which one you're talking about. It's it's card type Planeswalker. Oh, we're not. Uh, we'll we'll go over that one. It's not next on the list though. Oh, you're saving that? Oh, okay. Uh, sa- I'm saving it for the W's in the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so next one I have. So let's go Outland Liberator. Um, I think these cards are always neat. It's one and a green for a 2 2. Creature Human Werewolf uh, has the pay one and sacrifice this to destroy an artifact or enchantment. So much like my beloved Thrashing Brontodon. Also has Daybound. So if a player casts no spells during their own turn, it becomes Night. Next turn, the backside is the same pay one sacrifice to destroy artifact or enchantment. And when. Frenzy Trap Breaker, that's the backside. When Frenzy Trap Breaker attacks, destroy target artifact or enchantment defending player controls and nightbound. Uh, I think that card's very good. 
You do you. Uh, nice. I mean, like, if you get to flip it, you just get to blow up an enchantment every time it turns sideways or artifact. Like, That's I, pretty good. I'm talking about for, like, standard and stuff. Like, I, no, I, sure. I, I think it's yeah. a good card. Right. I think, I think it actually is better than uh, Thrashing Brontodon just because the bodies, you get two mana, two to two body. Um, pretty, pretty fair. And then you always just blow it, blow up an uh, enchantment or artifact. And yeah, the backside is is really good. Three three body that on attacks you get that same kind of uh, disenchant. Pretty good. What was the? Uh, I know we don't we don't have it in this set, uh, but if any of you remember from good old back in Shadows of Innistrad, we had a two drop that was a four four or was it a three three? Was it was she a four four Lambolt pacifist? Oh yeah, two mana three three can't attack unless you have a four a four power creature yeah, or unless you flip her too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like well, that card was played everywhere <laughs> in oh, standard. Oh, it was. That was a really. Good, it was uncommon too. Yes, like it was a very good card. We don't have one of those up in here, but that card was a. That card was a hell of a drug. Right. That was a pretty good card. I, I, was, I was looking at old deck lists. I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. It's a good guy. Uh, next, uh, we have the green multi-kicker, primal adversary. Two and a green for yep. a 4-3 uh, with trample. Uh, and you may pay one and a green a, a, a multi-kicker. Uh, when you pay this cost one or more times, put that many plus one, plus one counters on primal adversary. Then up to that many target lands you control, become three, three wolf creature tokens with haste that are still lands. So that's pretty good you get to turn your lands into three three uh uh wolf so that's that's pretty good so for five mana you also you basically have a five four and a three three that's one of your lands yes and and it's it's it, the the kicker cost is actually not too bad so you can do it on two or three and you just are going wide all of a sudden with this creature this this card seems really good yes i i definitely agree um it, it it's very good at the cycle yeah, like uh, I don't know. I've been, I I was looking at it and it's just good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I I'm kind of I don't can't really visualize the deck right now, but it's it just that. It well, there there is a, a lot of good text. Well, there. So the thing about werewolves and zombies and vampires is like obviously the Innistrad sets always produce like uh, tribal matters decks. Yeah, and we haven't gotten to them yet, but in multicolored there are lords. Yeah, so like there yeah. there is a wolf werewolf lord. So like if you turn your lands into three threes, they can be four fours. Right. Um. So, and we also still have the what was that werewolf from the D and D set in standard the two green. It's like a two green Ooh. three three or something with trample. Okay. And yeah, like and that's a big card in standard right now, and you get to play it in this werewolf wolf deck. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right away, you get a a pretty good uh, partner card with this card. Yeah, werewolf pack leader. It's a two mana three three. Uh, oh yeah, and whenever you're uh, so whenever werewolf pack leader attacks, if you attack with creatures with total uh, power six or greater, you draw a card. That's pretty good. Yeah, and then it has pay four until end of turn. Werewolf pack leader. Has base power and toughness five five against trample and loses being a human. Gotcha. Nice. I like it. Yeah, I mean, just two mana three threes and green. <laughs> it's not bad. 
Uh, next, we have Sarath, the Viper's Fang. Two green green for a 3-4 legendary creature, human warlock. Other tapped creatures you control have death touch, uh, notably when they attack. Other untapped creatures you control have hexproof, and then for one and tap Sarath, untap another target creature or land you control. So it has the, uh, you can kind of give your creature pseudo hexproof if they're attacking. So this was kind of hard to kind of really digest, but your creatures have death touch. That's the, that's the easy part. So it will trade up with anything and your untapped creatures can't be, you can't hit them with spot removal. Uh, I mean, the big thing about her is she definitely has to be answered. She, that's true. Cause you can, yeah. she procs creatures. Yeah. Cause you're like, all right, bolt your dude. And you're like, untap it. Like, yeah, she, she procs creatures pretty well. So she, yeah, she does. I, I just, I'm not quite seeing it too much, but yeah, you're right. It just, it does have the, you have to, it starts with her. Like you have to kill her first and then you can protect your. And, oh, she has other untapped creatures. Okay. I was going to say yeah. like, you couldn't even target her cause she has X proof, but no, she doesn't, oh, she doesn't even, Jesus. She doesn't even yeah. have it. Well, I mean, they, they can't yeah. give it to her. No, could you imagine? That'd be that'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, I think I think it certainly can be a card. I'm I'm a little I don't think it'll be terribly good, but it certainly can be. Oh, no, I, 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 I I like the Death Touch card where its creatures now all trade, like at least. Yeah, like you attack with all your one ones or something, and now you're like right, right. like yeah, they're like this is a trade versus like a chump. Right or not yeah, a chump? I think it, yeah. Yeah, your chump attack now will trade. Uh, next, I think this one's pretty cool. Uh, three green, green, green. Storm the festival as a sorcery. Look at the top five cards of your library. You may put up to two permanent cards with mana value five or less from among them onto the battlefield. The rest go to the bottom, and you can flashback for ten mana. So seven green, green, green. It's big the, cocoa. It's 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 chunky cocoa, and you put just cards it's not just not restricted to creatures so you could just get either two lands if that's i mean that's not great but you get two walkers you get to fairy hero of dominaria and oh i don't know gideon uh, alabs in the card oh jesus that would be good or gideon jura right gideon jura um lots of cool stuff i i kind of thought of this as a uh devotion card a little bit because that's that was a deck i played and actually i played a modern um, for six mana, this could easily get two, like Nissa, who shakes the world, um, in that spot. And, and like Vivian or something. And Vivian. Yeah. Those are the two big hits. Even like cards like Lanawar Visionary or Lanawar Tribe are pretty decent. You just add a crap load of devotion. And it also finds Nykthos too, if that's like the missing card. Or like I Karn. Or Karn. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like it, it's a good card. Yeah, I think it might. I don't know how much, how if it hits any other deck, any other notable deck in these eternal formats, but it does seem like a very, like, that ceiling is very high on this card. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next we have, uh, I guess we have a new uh, Frost, uh, not, not Frost. This Grave Titan, yeah! Grave Titan. <laughs> I, I love this card. I was wanting to talk about it. All right, all right. Well, let's let's get into it. It's uh, Torvar's uh, Tovalar's Huntmaster, four green green for a six six creature human werewolf. 
when when he enters the battlefield, create two 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 greed wolf creature tokens. Also has daybound. Uh, the backside, the nightbound side is uh, same thing when it enters the battlefield or attacks. Uh, this one actually, I'm sorry. This one has when it enters the battlefield or attacks, create two 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 creature tokens. It becomes, it becomes an actual grape titan. It actually becomes actual grape titan, yeah. Uh, and also has uh, four mana, two green green, another target wolf or well wolf you control fights another target creature you don't control. Yeah, uh, I, the card's good. <laughs> yeah. I think if you're definitely playing werewolves, and I mean, I guess you could play werewolves in Pioneer now as a as, a, as an archetype. I don't know how right. I don't know how good they'd be, but you you could do it. Right. So yeah, I, I definitely see good. that you would want to play the thing that makes two twos. Right. I mean, it's it's good. Yeah. I I like it. Yeah. Uh, next. I guess I guess we'll go over it now. <laughs> so this was quite a bit of text. Uh, Rin at seven, three green green for legendary planeswalker Rin. Starting low to is at five. Has the plus ability of reveal the top four cards of your library. Put all land cards revealed this way into your hand, and the rest in the graveyard. Uh, zero ability. Put any number of of lands from your hand on the battlefield tapped. Minus three ability. Create a green tree for. Uh, Treefold creature token with reach and this creature's power toughness are each equal to the number of lands you control. Uh, Finally, its ultimate is minus eight. Return all permanent cards from your graveyard to your hand. You get the reliquary tower emblem. You have no maximum hand size. So I will start real quick. I someone proposed when this was spoiled. They proposed it for Amy the Titan, and I kind of went over my my opinion of this card was contaminated with that thought because it was a horrible card in that context. Uh, as I, I'm still kind of fighting that too. He's not but, talking about me, by the way. I did not come to him. No, it was not. Cole. It, it wasn't Cole. It was uh, another friend. Um, the I just look as I keep looking at these effects, I'm, and I'm, my context is modern and pioneer, so like I have pretty high bar. I don't think any of the modes are are that good. Like they're all like okay, and, it's, and we're looking at a five minute planeswalker, so it it's got to be pretty pretty dang good. It's uh, no Gideon Jura. It's not. Um, like, to me, it's like, all right, for five band, you can create tree folk, uh, you know, lose a lot of the loyalty to make a, a creature, which I presumably would be five, a 5-5. Five five. And then, uh, but to me, the mode I like the most, I don't even think it's worth five mana, is put all the land cards into your ha- from the hand to the battlefield. Maybe if you're like a Valakut deck, like not... Like, you know, Titan's a kind of a valid deck. You just put all your lands down. Might be interesting. I, I just, I just, I just don't know. I think it's okay. I don't think it's that I good. think, like, for modern play, I, I definitely think Red Green Scape Shift is probably going to play it. It's like a one of. I can see that. Yeah. Like the good like old traditional. And, and there's boom. a chance that the Omnath uh, Bring the Light decks play it. Right. Like, plus Ren, then plus this Ren. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I like, but I don't, I don't think it's like a busted card. Right. I definitely think out of all the planeswalkers that are spoiled in this set, I, I think it's one of the worst ones. I don't know though. Like it's hard to judge planeswalkers now because like they don't print them nearly as strong as they used to. They really hasn't been a good, like Oko was obviously very good. I don't, I really can't recall another Planeswalker that's really made it to modern. That uh, I know Storm now plays the the flip Will and Rowan. 
Oh gosh. Okay, sure. Because the the Rowan says like it says the sorcerer's cost one less, and then right, it's just a better, less easy to get rid of uh, electromancer. Right. That's true. Um, but yeah, I I think I think this one might either either this one's the best one or the worst one. Right. Yeah. I I don't think it's uh I don't think it's very good personally. Um. Well, we've but, been wrong about many yeah. things, so I mean. That, oh. I've notor- I've been very bad about card evaluation a lot of the time, so we'll. I could easily just be wrong about this, and when every amulet plays it, then I'll know for sure that I was very wrong about it. Um, but I'm not. I'm not holding my breath on that. Uh, is there any other green cards that they that I missed? Oh no, you co- you covered that. Okay, yeah, the, not not a terrible amount. So we're going right to gold, and we're we're gonna go right to another uh, planeswalker. Uh, Arlen, the Pax Hope, two red green. There's a lot of text in this one. For legendary planeswalker Arlen, starting the loyalty at four, with and it has daybound, nightbound text also. Its daybound side is plus one, so up to five loyalty. Until your next turn, you may cast creature spells as though they had flash, and each creature you control enters the battlefield with an additional plus one plus one counter on it, and you can minus three to uh, create two 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 green wolf creature tokens. Uh, the nightbound side, uh, also starting at four, you can plus two to uh, add red green and you have a zero ability to turn Arlen the moon's fury uh, into a five five werewolf wolf creature with trample indestructible at haste so on the night side you actually just four mana five five indestructible trample haste better than reality smasher and cheaper yeah she uh she's one of the first planeswalkers that turn herself into a creature that like have keywords right because usually we had Gideon and I mean I, I really only could think of Gideon uh, and Gideon's right. always thing was that prevent all damage that would be dealt to him. Yeah. Versus hers is she just gets indestructible. Right. Yeah. So uh, she is unique. Uh, I I mean, four mana make four power isn't bad. Yeah. Because she does stay around past it. So like, you you do have to like okay so. Killing scenario is you play her, you down tick, you down tick her, you make four power, and then like maybe your opponent doesn't do anything, and then you just get a five five beat stick for like a bunch of turns. Right. And then like, because you have to play two spells to flip them back. Right. Yeah. Um. So like, I I definitely think she's fine. Yeah, I think so too. It's definitely like one of the premier like Arlen's like this is the Innistrad car, like card for sure like she was in the last Innistrad. Yeah, she, her first appearance was uh was Shadows, right. and we never really got to know like who Arlen Cord was, and now this whole set's about her, so it's it's pretty interesting. I mean, I've always wanted more lore about Arlen, so on that yeah. side of things, this is cool. And I kind of thought about too like if we're just thinking about like eternal formats like Pioneer. Uh, yeah, the Domri from War of the Spark is played a lot, and you could easily just curve this into her, and then down tick that like down tick her make basically six power. Right, and, that's true. And yeah, like you know, like you, if you're building a werewolf deck, like let's say you're brewing a werewolf deck for Pioneer, anyways, you're probably gonna play her, obviously, and you're yeah. more than certainly gonna play Domri. Yeah. So I mean. I don't even remember what the old Arlen did. I think she just made a uh, a uh, uh, tutu. 
Because you yeah. actually, you had, I think you actually had to do something to flip her. Yeah, so her, so the old Arlen, uh, two in red and green, she came in at three loyalty, so her plus one was until end of turn, up to one target creature gains plus two, plus two, and gains vigilance and haste. That's okay. Yep. And yep. then her zero was make a two, two, which I remember seeing this and I was like, yo, what? Because we've had planeswalkers that their zero <laughs> makes a two, two. <laughs> That's true. Ally of Zendikar. Um, but uh, then she transforms. It, it's not a May. She has to. Yeah. On her backside, plus one. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one. Gain trample in, until end of turn. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Minus one. She deals three damage to target creature or player. And then you have to transform her back. Uh, and then her uh, emblem, which was a minus six, was creatures you control have haste and have tap. They deal damage equal to their power to target player or creature. Yeah. So not, not bad. I never thought the old one was bad. But, you know, back then, it, even in Shadows Block and stuff, it was kind of hard to compete with other Planeswalkers that were coming out. Right, and then it, that led right into Kaladesh Block, which just... Gave uh, us the best, it, like, four-mana red Planeswalker forever. Right, it, plus, like, and it just Eldritch Moon gave us Last Hope and Emrakul, and it's just, how do you compete with and that? And then after Kaladesh was Amonkhet, we got Gideon of the Trials, and uh, the five-mana yeah. Lily that made tutus, and Right, like you were, you were just competing in a in a in a zone where you were just outgunned, and then Dominaria came after Amonkhet. Right, and then yeah. you you were losing definitely. Like the, the, we literally got the one of the best planeswalkers. Actually, I'll even say it: two of the best planeswalkers. No one talks about him, but he's still really good. Which is Karn Sion of Urza. or uh, yeah, I think I think it's Karn Sion of Urza. Or yeah, that's whatever. the original for for mana. Yeah, uh, like Karn. make a construct or draw a card. Basically, was his his. Yeah, plus yeah, plus two. Uh, exile two plus, cards. Your opponent picks one. one, or plus or or yeah. It was plus, pl- one. It was plus one minus one minus three. Was it plus one zero? No, it was plus one minus one. Okay, it was you a, picked up that. To- you picked up the card that they don't let you have last turn. Yeah, you put a silver minus one. silver counter on it, and then uh, Ex- yeah, you got to uh, yeah. So it was yeah. So plus one, reveal the top two. Your opponent picks one to give you. The other one goes away. And then minus one, you get that card, or you pick any card with a silver counter on it. And then it was minus two. My bad. So he got to do his his down take, his bottom down take. He could do it twice before going to right. loyalty, which was yeah. make a card strike. So like, he sometimes will see a lot of modern play, and then sometimes never see modern play. Right. Uh, I've always thought he's really good. I mean, he's still. I think he is. It's just. It's kind of weird. Like. I definitely think he's worse than his counterpart now. Yeah. But I also think that's a (laughs) non-compete. Like... Right. Like, Karn, the Great Creator, is one of, if not the best, Planeswalker, honestly, ever printed. Right. Like, Karn... Yeah. Like, there are a lot of talks that Brent and I have about that card, but we won't get into it right now. Right. Uh, so let's go over, um, I think this is kind of interesting. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be very good. It's, uh, blade, uh, blade stitch cap, blue, black for a two, three, uh, creature zombie soldier. Other zombies get plus one plus zero. Yeah. It's one of the Lords. Yeah. It's, it's the zombie Lord uh, for two mana. The base stats are decent and it pumps your other zombies. So uh, I, I, thought I, I definitely think it will see play because we're, we're going to go over it because there's also, uh, there's also the werewolf lord in multicolor that we'll get to. Right. And mm-hmm. I think there's like a weird vampire lord 
or there might not be. I don't remember. Either way, there is definitely a werewolf lord that we'll get into. So, like, this is where we get our lords for the set, because every Innistrad set always usually prints lords for the, the right. factions. Yeah. Uh, and the werewolf lord and the zombie lord in the set, in my opinion, are pretty good. They they kind of don't compare to the old ones from the original Innistrad set, because yeah. uh, the original uh, zombie one was, like, three mana, three, three, and was, like, all your zombies have death touch, I think, in addition to getting a plus one, plus one. Right. And then the werewolf one was a two mana... Uh, two mana? I think it was worse than this one. Uh, yeah, his name was Emmerwolf, and he was three mana, two, two. It had Intimidate, other werewolves you control, other wolf and werewolves, they always have that text. Yeah. Uh, get plus one, plus one, and then, yeah, and then it had the other text on it to stop your werewolves from transforming. Uh, it had non-human werewolves you control cannot transform. So, gotcha. so the point of it was, like, yeah. if you flipped into a werewolf, they couldn't get forced back onto the other side. Right. Okay. Because that was a big problem. Like, a lot of people will always see it with the old werewolf mechanic and stuff. Yeah. It, it's just not good. I mean, I guess it's really the mechanic now, too. Right. But they gave it tokens. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just it, it's just really rough, because, like, it, most of the time it's not hard to cast two spells. No. Yeah. Most of the time, like, in most formats, you just be like, I'll play two one-drops, and then you're like, oh, all this work for my really cool werewolves is gone. Yeah. So, good old good old werewolf problems. <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, next card I have, uh, this one, Aspiring Spike says, is going to be very good. It's Faithful Mending. White, blue for an instant. You gain two life, draw two cards, then discard two cards. So faithful looting, but with gain two life. Also with flashback, one white blue. So also three mana flashback. Uh, the fr- front half does cost two though, white white blue. I think this card could be good. Uh, I definitely think my opinion on it's a little different, just because it's in kind of weird colors. Um, I guess for True. modern though, there are a lot of reanimator decks that are not red. Right. And that kind of fits perfectly within those. Yeah. Because it's... Uh, I mean, it, it's blue-white. So, like, a lot of the reanimator decks are Esper. Right. So you just, That's true. you just get to be like, cool, this is already, like, a free card for me. Yeah. Um, so, I, I definitely think it's okay. Yeah, it's just... The colors don't fit right now, but it's easy to, you know... You can splash. Yeah, oh yeah. And, and the gain two life is not irrelevant. And plus, you have to fetch shock anyway to for the blue, so you get that life back. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, looks good. Uh, next, Galvanic Iteration, blue-red. Uh, for instant, when you cast your next instant sorcery spell this turn, copy that spell. You may choose new targets for that copy. Also, that's flashback for one blue-red. So, I think copy spells are... Yeah, they're typically two mana, but this one has flashback. I think it's pretty interesting. Oh yeah, I I think it's uh, it's one of those gimmicky copy spells like they usually print. Yeah, but... yeah, they they give us these a fair amount of the time. Oh yeah, it's, it's like a ridiculous amount of time sometimes I swear, but uh, <laughs> I think it's okay. It's just yeah. another cool copy spell to to have fun with. Right. Uh, next one, I, I'm kind of reading this one the first time, but it sounds pretty good. Google Cars Harvest Black Green. For sorcery, create oh, yeah, X, yeah, yeah. two two uh, black zombie creature tokens with decayed, where X is half the number of creature cards in your graveyard 
uh, rounded up. So if you have five creatures, you create three tokens for two mana, and it has flashback for three black green, so you can do it a second time. Uh, if you're, I think, like if you're a creature deck, like this is a pretty strong card to to play as as you kind of keep going. You just make a lot of zombie tokens, and we've already talked about zombie synergies too. Yeah, I actually think the card's really good. Do you? Okay, well, it makes me glad that I I picked it out. Yeah, I think I, it's really good too. I like the card a lot. I don't know how yeah. great it will be in Eternal formats, but it'll definitely probably be a good old standard All Star card. Right. Yeah, I think I think it's actually I think it's really strong. And green's not the color and uh, that I was thinking of, but this effect is is pretty good anyway. So who knows? Maybe play a few of the black green flip lands, and then you can just splash or kind of do a splash spell. For yeah, you could definitely splash it. I mean, we do still have the modal lands in the uh, in the format. Right, and we still definitely play Shocklands and Pioneer too. Oh yeah, and then also yeah. you have Triomes. Like, I mean, there's not a Soul Tide Triome. Oh yeah, there is. No, there is. There's, yeah, yeah. there's Ziggoth Triome. Yeah, totally works. Easy. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. We'll keep moving on. Uh, I guess we'll do Sigarda Champion of Light. One green, white, white for a four-four legendary creature angel with flying and trample. Uh, humans control you control get plus one plus one it has the coven uh, so when cigar attacks if you control three or more creatures with different powers look at the top five cards of your library you may reveal a human creature and put it in your hand I don't really like this card that much but I think it, it had cigar so that was kind of interesting to me um I I think it's okay I, I was talking to it or talking to a buddy of mine about it and we both kind of just came to the conclusion about that card where it was like, yeah, cards, dad text. Right. Like, that's kind, of, that's kind of how we felt. Like, if there's a good humans archetype in in, uh, in Pioneer or uh, uh, Standard, then yeah. she could definitely see some play there. It's just kind of weird because, like, for the most part, all Sigardas have done stuff with Hexproof. Right, and yeah. they made her a flampler in this one. Yeah. So I, I just don't, don't really get it. Yeah. I don't know why the change. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I kind of thought too. It's, it's like a little different. It, it's kind of, I, I, I think someone described it as like a, if you have the coven ability, it's a win more, and I, that's kind of true. If you yeah, have I mean, all it's these just attacking like... creatures. It's you're probably already winning the game. Four mana four four flampler is is like real real deal sometimes. Yeah, Alre- that's true. already on its own. So yeah. All right. Uh, next, this one actually I think is very good. Uh, personally, uh, it's slow gork the overslime for uh, one blue green. So the scary amount of mana uh, for a three three legendary creature ooze with trample when a land card is put. Into your graveyard from anywhere, put a one plus one plus one counter on Slowgork the Overslime. Uh, has the ability to remove three plus one plus one counters from Slowgork, return it to its owner's hand, and when Slowgork leaves the battlefield, return up to three target land cards from your graveyard uh, to your hand. So if you happen to just have a lot of counters on this, it's a kind of a noodle, and you can easily uh, return it to your hand and then replay it. And it's also just like, it's easy to give it extra power so i thought this was a pretty good card yeah i think it's okay yeah 
I, I was definitely interested in it. Three mana is usually always my big key thing that I'll look into. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and this one I think is cool. I always like these cards. Uh, Siphon Insight. Yeah. Uh, Blue-black for an instant. Look at the top two cards of target opponent's library. Exile one of them face down and the other on the bottom of that of that library. You may look at it and play the exile card for as long as it remains exiled. You may spend mana as those mana of any color to cast it. And also it's flashback for three mana, one blue black. So I I love Gaunty Windows Fresh preview. That was yeah. the time I was I was like, you look at four, you exile a card and you just cast it. Um so this one also if they you know keep a card on top if it, through a scry or something, you're like, well, I kinda want it and you just take it. It's so cheap, too. I think it's like a pretty... It's kind of a jerk card, but I think it's really cool. I like it quite a bit. I definitely think it's really cool. Right. Uh, next, uh, the weakest Teferi we may have ever seen. Teferi who slows the sunset. Uh, two white-blue for four mana. Legendary Planeswalker Teferi. Uh, plus one ability to choose up to one target artifact, up to one target creature, and up to one target land. I actually have to click on it. The text is small <laughs> through my window. Tons of words. So choose an artifact, creature, and up to and a land. Untap the permits you control. Tap the chosen permits you don't control. You gain two life. Minus two, look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of them in your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. So anticipate. And it's emblem minus seven ability. You get emblem with untap all permits you control during each opponent's untap step, and you draw a card during each of your opponent's draw step. So each turn, you untap your cards, and then you draw a card. It is the emblem. I I don't think this card's very good. I was I could not really imagine how this card can see play, unless like you un like you can untap an artifact and a cre like an artifact creature, and then a regular creature. So you give him fake vigilance, or you just tap down. I mean, he he's three mana. In. Right, yeah, he, you get your, you get one mana back too, just like so. I I actually think he's okay. I I don't think he's okay. as nearly as good as obviously Hero of Dominaria because they're they're very similar in that sense. Uh, right of the pay for themselves kind of thing, but I mean like he he sets up for lethal sometimes because you can just go mm -hmm. all tap down your blocker. He can help you against control decks. Like, if you stick them, like, I'll tap down a land. Right. And I'll tap my land. And then anticipate. And then, I mean, obviously, I I never really look at Planeswalkers for their ultimates, because... Oh, sure. Most yeah. of the time, they're never going to happen. But, I mean, his ultimate does win the game. Yeah. Or put you in a position of winning the game. Right. Like, most... Like, Brent and I had a lot of fun one time. We were going through emblems that just strictly say win the game. <laughs> um, yes. Like, we were saying, all right, both you and your opponent have no, like, have 60 cards in deck but have zero hands. And right. you have a effect that says your hand size is negative 12. So, like, you can't draw a card or something. Basically, we're saying, like, if a Planeswalker ulted doesn't win the game, sh just sheerly off the rules. Versus, like, yeah. does the Planeswalker's ultimate let you win the game because it helps you win the game? Right. And like you'd be surprised how many how many planeswalkers don't just actually just say win the game, right? That's true. Because we we went through a lot of them. Yeah, we we went through way too many. It was a fun experiment. Uh, I was also kind of thinking the plus one if it's like a 
if it's Arbor Elf Utopia Sprawl, you get four mana back. I was, I was kind of thinking of like, what scenario is that really good? I, I, I didn't think that effect was too good, so I don't think that was the right shell. But I don't know. I just, it's, I think it's fine. Like, I think it's fine. Okay. It doesn't have as cool of plus draw or plus draw a card, but he is equivalently three mana if he resolves, and yeah. uh, has anticipate, so he can look for cards. Right. So true. I, I definitely think he's okay. Yeah. I mean, I saw they spoiled a card with his art on it, and I was so scared because I'm so <laughs> tired of good Teferis. And I right. think Core Twenty One Teferi is underrated. I definitely think the card's okay. That's it's wild that it doesn't see hardly any play. It was like a very hyped card at the time too. Yeah, it's just dirtling, you know, not drawing cards, but like netting zero is just not that good. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so that's actually all I have for the gold cards. Is there anything that you wanted to cover? Uh, uh besides the werewolf lord. Um. Oh, so I'll, I'm gonna go over three cards. Okay, Real sure. quick. I mean, one, no, of the, good. one of them is just purely for art. Uh, okay. So the Werewolf Lord, Kessig Naturalist, uh, red and a green. It's a 2-2. Whenever it attacks, you add red or green. Until end of turn, you don't lose the mana as steps and phases end. So you're probably like, hey, Cole, that's not a Werewolf Lord. You're an idiot. And you'd be right. But when it flips, it says other wolves and werewolves you control get plus one, plus one. So ha. And then uh, whenever Lord of the Uvenwald attacks, also it's a 3-3. It has the same effect of add red or green until end of turn. You don't lose that mana, so it is a it is a harder to get to lord than right. other lords have been in the past. But it is a lord, yeah. Nonetheless, so you know for and it's it's only it's a two mana two two at worst, and yep. it, it makes a mana when it turns sideways. Um, right. Another card uh, that I've seen people talk about. I personally don't think the card is as good, but I definitely definitely seen people talk about it actually i'm gonna add another card to that because i forgot you didn't talk about can't stay away okay uh sacred fire red white instant sacred fire deals two damage to any target you gain two life so it's a bad it's a bad helix and it has flashback yep. for six four and red white yeah uh, another card is can't stay away a lot of people have talked about this card Return target creature with uh, mana value three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains its creature would die exile it instead. Uh, for a black and white, it's a sorcery, and then it has flashback for black, white, and three. So it's a it's a mini reanimate, and then probably a card that I've seen that I just purely love for art uh, is uh, Flesh Taker. Uh, Okay. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I love the art on it. I love the good old horror vibes that it gives. Yeah. Uh, okay. If you have not seen the art, God, go look it up. It is so good. Uh, and, and even then, like the everything about this card is awesome. So it's <laughs> it's a black and a white. It is a two two. Its creature type is human assassin. By the way, uh, whenever you sacrifice another creature, you gain a life and scribe one. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Then it has pay one. Sacrifice another creature. Flesh Taker gets plus two, plus two till on a turn, and then it's flavor husk. Yes, and <laughs> and it has uh, its flavor text is a soulless husk of endless hunger. I definitely think the card's cool. Out of other gold cards, though, we did get uh, the legendary werewolf. Everybody's talking about finally because nobody likes Ulrich from Eldritch Moon. 
which was a uh, Tovalar. Uh, whenever a wolf or werewolf you control deals combat damage, you get to draw a card, which is really good. He's a three man three three. And then at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control three or more werewolves, he forces the transformation. So that's something that's always good. Yeah. And then on the backside, it's a four four. Whenever a wolf or werewolf you control deals combat damage to a player, you still get the draw card effect. Still good. And then it has a Kessig Wolf Run as an actual effect on him, which is X, red, green, target wolf or werewolf. Well, I guess it's not Kessig Wolf Run, but yeah. target wolf or werewolf, you control gets plus X, plus O, and gains trample until end of turn. Do you just play red, green three times and give three wolves or werewolves trample if that's all what you need? Yeah, I mean, Very good. we've talked yeah. about earlier, like, there's literally a Grave Titan werewolf in the set, so. That's true. I mean, yeah. you could literally just go red, green, it's a 7-7 seven, seven with trample now, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> make two two twos like right i definitely i definitely think when the set comes out uh brent and i are going to talk about it on the podcast probably a bit uh we're i'm gonna brew a werewolf and a zombie deck and a delver deck and we're probably gonna brew it together um and it'll be fun obviously for pioneer we're no saffron olive we can't do it in modern right but um i definitely uh i definitely think it'll be fun yeah, I think so too. Uh, so to the colorless cards. Yeah, I mean, really, there's like only I, I, only one, <laughs> and to me at least. Uh, I, I, well, to me, it's the new art pithing needle. That, that's what I was gonna say. Is it's just okay? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a good card. Yeah, uh, I think this uh, Celestis or Celestis or whatever. Uh, Celestis. Yeah, yeah, it's a three mana legendary artifact. If it's day, if it's not day or night, make it day. And then it taps for mana, and then pay three. If it's night, it becomes day. Otherwise, it becomes night. Uh, also, you can only activate as a sorcery. And then right. uh, whenever day becomes night or night becomes day, you gain one life, and you may draw a card. If you do, you have to discard a card. Yeah. It. I think it's okay. I definitely yeah, think it, the Pithing Noodle is the coolest artifact. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, I actually, like, these artifacts are kind of disappointing. I think um, we'll probably get, like, way more in the... The vampire set. Oh, sure. Uh, so to lands, there's, I mean, lands will be pretty quick. They have the slow lands of the ally color, so they that um, are non-fetchable. Non, yeah, non-fetchable. Uh, if you control two or more lands, they enter uh, untapped. So as the uh, so so they enter the battlefield tapped unless you control two or more other lands. So it, the third land, if there's a third land or fourth land or fifth land, it's untapped. Yeah, I think I have that right. Yeah. Yeah, so, and they, yeah, like you said, unfetchable, but they do fix your mana if you're splashing. Oh, yeah, I mean, I think they're still good. Like, they're definitely Pioneer and Standard good. Right. And if you, if you care about your fourth or fifth and sixth mana untapped, these are decent, whereas, like, uh, the Botanical Safedom and the, the Fastlands from Call Time. Not Call Time. Uh, Kaladesh. Uh, Kaladesh. Yeah, this, this is better especially if you need uh, untapped mana late in the game i mean like if you're a control deck too that's splashing black like right you'd be like oh shipwreck marsh like on turn one for my tap land and then you know right kind of go from there or however you want to do it uh the only real other land we actually got was a hostile hostile this one's a lot to process yeah Um, uh you want to read it or you want me to i'll I'll read it so it's a land that uh, the land that taps for colorless, so similar to basic waste. You also have one and tap and sacrifice a creature, put a soul counter on hostile, hostile, 
If there are three or more soul counters on it, remove those counters, transform, untap. Only at sorcery speed. So kind of a kind of a mouthful. Backside's creeping in, artifact creature, horror contract for a 3-7. Uh, when creeping in attacks, you may exile a creature card from your graveyard. If you do, each opponent loses X life, and you gain X life, or X the number of creature cards exiled with creeping in. You pay 4 mana to phase out creeping in. So it has, like, pseudo-proc. Right, yeah. Hey, but you all you will have uh, three creatures in your graveyard because you're sacrificing them, probably, as long as they're not tokens. And you attack for three, and then you drain for one. I, I don't think it's, like, terribly... I think it's cool. Like, the backside's very cool. Yeah. Really cool. I, yeah. It's, to me, it's one of those gimmicky cards. Like, okay, so we're going to talk about Eldritch Moon real quick. This episode, okay. this episode's gone on long, but I want to add this in. One okay, of my sure. favorite things was uh, Hanware Battlements. Uh, okay. And the other card, Hanware Garrison. Mm -hmm. They never got transformed as far as I played standard, but that backside was so cool. It was like, what was it, like a fucking like 710? What, what was that thing? Hold up. Hanware. I'm looking it up. Yeah, I'm looking it up. All right. So it was a... Oh, yeah, so 7-4, Trample Haste. And then whenever it attacked, uh, you put two three twos tapped and tagging. Like, <laughs> yes. I loved the concept of that card. Right. Way more than Brazella. I was like, this card is awesome. And never got to happen. I've never seen it happen. But I should make it happen in Amulet, because we play Handware Battlements. We're halfway there. Yeah, you just gotta play the Garrison. I don't even remember how you transform right. them. Oh, you need the Battlements, right? You need like 20 mana. You five no, mana. you need 5 mana, yeah. And you have to have them oh, both. You have to have them both. I, and my favorite part, too, was there were red decks in Standard that played Garrison, because it was like a 3 mana, like, 3-3 three, three that spits out 1-1s one every time it attacks. Yeah, 2 1-1s. One yeah, like, yeah. so there were people that played Garrison... You just never played, yeah, three minute two three, and you just never played the other one because why bother? Right. Like, ah, uh, I've always wanted to see it happen, and it will never happen. Right. And their captain, the handware militia captain, pretty good too. Yes. Oh, the the rare, the, the white rare. Right, white rare that flips to uh, power toughness equal to your creatures, and you always make a token after you're in step. He's, he got bigger. Yeah. I'd, I'd follow him into battle. He's a very good leader. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what this card reminds me of. The the creeping in. But, like, yeah. way worse. Yeah. I mean, I guess technically it has less to... Because it can do it on its own, basically. Well, not really. Mm -hmm. You need creatures to die. Yeah. Via via the, the hostile, mind you. I mean, right. I guess the one thing, though, is it's probably, like, really hard to get rid of this thing, though, if, like, they never tap out. That That's true. Yeah. And, yeah, how, yeah, how do you get rid of this thing? I don't think you really do. Yeah, it just blocks so well. Yeah, it might be coming around on this card. It might not be. I don't think... I still think it's too hard to flip. It, it takes... A, yeah, that's a lot of dirtling. It's a well, lot. That, if it wasn't sorcery speed, I think it would be, like, totally okay. Oh yeah, just do it through like chump blocked and yeah, then do it like yeah. yeah. Uh, That's too bad. And then out of other cards, I guess I'll, I'm gonna finish it up because no, oh, yeah, 
I mean, really, it's we got Field of Ruin as a reprint lands, uh, which I feel like they're making it evergreen. So that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, the basic like the full arts look really cool. I was going to say that, too. I love the basics. If you have not looked them up, you should. They also gave tokens for day and night. Um, so also pretty cool. And if you have not seen them, the alt arts uh, for the set, uh, the, the, the fancy border they have for the werewolves and stuff, or for most things that transform, are pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, even the borderless stuff where the planeswalkers have different art are cool. Like, I really like Arlen's art where she's holding the little puppy. Um, on the backside, she's a mean old werewolf. Yeah. But yeah, um, that's uh, that's pretty much our takes on... Uh, oh no, he's a commander card? Oh which no! Card? Which card? Oh no! I was wondering why I never saw him. Oh. Alright, so there's a card called Wilhelm the Rock Cleaver. Okay. He is a blue black and two. He is a three three. And he says, Whenever another zombie you control dies, if it didn't have decay, you make a zombie with decay. And then he had at the beginning of your end step, you may sacrifice a zombie if you do draw a card. Ha. Huh. I thought this I'm card sorry. was insane. <laughs> Rightfully so, it's a commander. Damn it. Damn it! Okay, I, so thought, our, I thought I thought I thought our was, zombie deck's gonna be worse. Got it. A little bit. Damn it! That's so sad. I'm sad about it. <laughs> okay. It's gonna affect me for the rest of my life now. What well, makes you feel better? I think it's very good. I know. I, clearly, it's very good. <laughs> a little too good. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's why I was so confused when I saw it. Because I was like, "Wow, this card is uh, really good." Yeah. It's also interesting with uh, we didn't talk about it really with the werewolves, but it's kind of interesting to me that there's a white werewolf technically, and there's a black were there's two black werewolves. Yeah, because brutal Cathar is a white creature that turns into a werewolf, and then there's I I think grave trespasser. We didn't ever talked about it. It's black. It's a three mana three three. Uh, it has ward discard a card, which ward is a mechanic that they seem like they're gonna bring back forever now. That's good. I like I like it. We're having ward. And then it has whenever it enters battlefield or attacks, you exile a card from their graveyard. And if it's a uh, creature, you gain a life, they lose a life. Yeah. And then on its werewolf side, it has ward discard a card, which I don't know why they didn't make it better, but it's fine. And then it's a 4-4, four, four, and then it has whenever it enters battlefield or uh, attacks, you exile two cards. And then uh, for each creature card, you gain one life, they lose one life. So you could net two and they lose two. Right, yeah. So, uh, I definitely think there's some really unique cards. Like I said, Werewolves and Pioneer is something I'm probably going to try. I'm probably tomorrow at work or when I'm home going to look up the Innistrad block, the Shadows block, and just remember what all werewolves were in Shadows. Yeah, uh, I think I would do the same thing with zombies. Just, like, all the zombies add champion. Like, get but see, but the... see, that's the thing like yeah. about it is, like, zombies were easy because, like, Diagraph Colossus... Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, that was insane. It's werewolves is where it gets hard, because like, nobody remembers any of the werewolves from Shadows. No, yeah, they, they never made it as a good deck like, standard. Like, Lam- Lamble Passiveness was like the only card. No, there was the uh, the one that's in the, uh, the combo card, the Mythic Uncommon. I cannot think of what it was, but the backside is your creatures cost one less. Oh! The combo card. 
Two and a green, look at the top four, get a creature. Oh my god, you're right. I cannot think of what it was called. But uh, it's like, oh, uh, Dustwatch Recruiter. That's it, yeah. That card was good. Yeah, actually, There's also like another weird green uh, one that saw like niche play. I just cannot think well, of it. Well, in Elder Spoon, really... they all turned into Eldrazi. Right. Werewolves. Yeah, like in Shadows, you have Diagraph Colossus. Three mana, two, two. Diagraph Colossus is Aaron's Battlefield with a plus one counter for each zombie card in your graveyard. And right. then whenever you cast a zombie, you make a two, two. And for flavor reasons, I would play Lily the Last Hope, too. Awesome. I don't even think you need to. And then you had the Zombie Lord yeah, from Amonkhet. Uh, the Lord of the Accursed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Relentless Dead, Menace 2-2 two, two for 2. Whenever it dies, you may pay a black. If you do, return it to its hand, your owner's hand. And then whenever it dies, you may pay X. If you do, return another target zombie creature card with a career event cost X to the battlefield. So when it dies, you can pay 2 total... And you can get back uh, Relentless Dead to your hand and uh, the champion to the battlefield. Right. And Crypt Breaker, too. That's really good. Uh, Crypt Breaker, yeah, draw cards. And then for Werewolves in red, you have uh, Gyre Reach Bandit. Three mana, three, two, haste at the beginning of your upkeep. Yeah, it has the Werewolf text. And then whenever a Werewolf enters the battlefield under your control, you may transform it. So this one forces transformations on your Werewolves. Right. Uh, yeah, like there's a oh yeah, there's this werewolf. Uh, so it's a oh wait, isn't there a hasty one? That's like uh, a, mm. yeah, here he is. So he's a village messenger. It's a one mana one one with haste. Oh yeah, and then it turns into oh, a two two with menace. Yeah, they would play that card. Red like red aggro would play it, not for anything else. Yeah, and then uh, I'm just I'm just like browsing werewolves now that we're in shadows. <laughs> and then there's uh out of green, green got all the good ones. Obviously, yeah, Dustwatch Recruiter, very good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess this one's okay. It's a three mana two three that says whenever your opponent casts a spell on your turn. Uh, yeah. draw a card and then whenever and then whenever it flips it has whenever an opponent casts a spell during your turn draw two cards right then we have Lanville Pacifist it's a 2 mana 3-3 three, three that uh, can't it can't attack by the way it can block right yeah, it just can't attack uh, and then I guess you do technically have uh, Silverfur Partisan uh, it's yeah. a trample whenever a wolf or werewolf you control becomes the target of an instant or sorcery spell, put a 2-2 green wolf creature token onto the battlefield. Right. Was there, that that never really took off as a standard deck, if I recall. No! No, never! Yeah, okay. I, was about to, I was about to say. I mean, you see... Okay. I hope, okay. I hope we get there. I mean, I, I'm definitely going to try to pioneer. There's also... What was that wolf from Core 19 or Core 21? That like is super good and it's like night pack ambusher. Oh yeah, four, yeah, two green green four four flash. Yeah, at the beginning of your end step, step, if you didn't yeah. cast a spell this turn, make a two two, and then other yeah. wolves and werewolves you can get plus one plus one. It's pretty good. I'm definitely gonna play it. Oh, it actually spiked too. It went up to a whole seventy four cents. 
Okay, I paid a lot more for my copies. Oh, I bet. Yeah, when it came out, uh, it was $5. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Card, card, very good. I remember Blue-Green Flash tore up standard for God knows how long. Oh, yeah. I, dude, that was so fun in Pioneer. That's why I, they had a, a copy of that card. It was so good. Ugh. <laughs> I hate Flash. Oh, it's so fair. I hate you. Okay. Oh, dude, I remember Wicked Wolf came out. I was like, oh, that's card to be so good. It was not very good. Which one was Wick or, Wicked Wolf? Four mana, three, three, wolf, uh, ATB fight. And you could sack a food, put a one, one. Oh, that card, on did, that card was so good when it came out. What do you mean? I think it was a Oko. Oko made that card phenomenal. That was how you beat the Oko mirrors. Wait, okay. Yeah, like if you ever watch old arena when Oko was legal, like Wicked Wolf was everywhere. Okay. Because no, no, I believe you. I believe you. It's just so good. I mean, it, it was really good. But it, with with Oko God, he went away back to the woods. Yeah, because you didn't just have the infinite food generation. Because like it was sack of food given indestructible, so. With right. Oko, it was like, plus two, make a food, and then I will have this permanent thing. And I think you got a plus one counter every time you did it, too. Yeah, you did. So, like, card was very good. Yeah. Oh, Lupine Prototype? That card's not very good. The That's a 5-5. Five, five. It's a wolf. I didn't know it was a wolf. Yeah, it's, it it's a wolf. Sense. Wolf Construct. Yeah, just get help in, and you get attack. Easy. Just get help in, and you can attack. I remember uh, when that card came out and Affinity was still a modern deck. Everybody was like, yeah, Affinity's going to play the crap out of this card. It... You okay. get help at so often in Affinity. That's true. Oh, the promo card's 84 cents. Hell yeah, buy out. Buy out. <laughs> this, is, this is what the werewolf, new, the new deck's going to be. Lupine Prototype. <laughs> I hate you. That, today's the day. Yes. I remember people were telling me, and I'm going to just double check it before I say it into the world. Okay. Oh my god, they did spike. So, one of my favorite cards of all time. It's not like a Pioneer, so we don't got to worry about it. Okay. Hot Master of the Fells. Oh, yes. Yeah, they, they spiked to 30 bucks. What? Are you kidding me? I'm not. This is real. Real talk. Jeez. I mean, it is literally the best werewolf ever. Fair. Oh my god. Four mana, right. make a two two, gain two, and then when it flips, deal two. Was it okay. deal I'm... two twice or make a two two deal two? Uh, it's deal. It's two... deal two to your opponent, deal two to a creature, and then it gains trample, and it's a four four. Okay, I think we're gonna throw my at the market and get my money. Like I. Okay. That card's so good. No, I have. I will always hold on to mine. I'll die. <laughs> okay. I love okay. my master. Uh, yeah. No, it's yeah. It's it's cute. It's fine. I'm glad. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. TCG Market has updated. It said it was like ten dollars, uh, but then I click and yeah, it's like twenty five. Yeah. 30. No. I mean, it, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. I don't know, Lupine Prototype. I feel like that's where we actually need to be. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I'm on <I'm> 40 <laughs> copies. 
Now I wait. Yeah. But all I'm, right. I'm, I think yeah. I think it's a good place to call it. Yeah, I I think we went over a lot. I think this is our uh, longest episode. Oh, this is longer than the first two combined, easily. Hell yeah. But this was this was an awesome episode though. I with, know. We went we went cards. over a lot. Right. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, uh I guess next week we'll go over uh I think we'll probably go over the cards of the year of the last few years. We're gonna wait for twenty twenty one until we get all the, the rest of the cards from Innistrad set. Yeah, uh Oh, you wanna wait till the next Innistrad set or yeah, for 2021, I think so. But we could do the... the I mean, we might as well years. just wait. We could do next week... When does when does Shadows come out? Or Shadows? Uh, midnight. When, when does Eldritch come out? Or whatever, whatever the set is called. It's this Friday, actually. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, dude, I think I know what our next episode should be. We should be talking about... Uh... Our pre-release, how we both 3-0'd. Yes! A bunch of packs. Hey, we happened last time. We should do that. With that. With the image, actually, we didn't do. We did two head giant. We didn't do so good. Or we went two one. We went two one. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's good. We lost our last round in D and D to the stupid sword that kills target player. <sighs> yeah. Is it really I, I this? Think, is it really this Friday? It is. Oh my god! All right. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's I know our next episode. And I mean, we could also talk about like because we could rent cards Friday. For Pioneer. That's true. We can start building some decks. Okay. So, game plan team. We're going to, on our next episode, we're going to talk about pre-release. And during this next week, Brent and I are going to be in calls building decks for Pioneer. And we're going to try them out. Yes. Do they have to be with new cards, or can we just build, like, Aether Forks West, uh, Marvel decks? No, we can do that. I, I definitely really want to work on uh, Blue Black Delver. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I think that's where I really want to start. Delver decks. So, like, either blue-red or blue-black. Well, we'll figure it out. Stotsies is yeah. one of the most critical cards in the whole format, so, I mean... That's true. Black does give you Thoughtseize. That's true. That's a pretty good card. And you also get Sedgemore Witch as your, uh, as a just a dude that does something. But I guess in red you get uh, Spyro. Or not Spyro, you get Young Peasy. Or, or we can do just Mono Blue and play Scary Terry. Scary Terry. Yeah, yeah, we'll just play Mono Blue. Delver, and just cheap counterspells. Easy. You could. There's a lot of variants for that. And then we could also do Zombies, because that, that should probably be pretty... Uh, oh, dude, yeah, Zombies is going to be really really dope. I, I pulled up Jerry's deck list while we were talking, and I'm like, okay, this is my template. What am I adding? I'm going to go from there. All right, so we're going to call it there. I got work. All right, so I think we'll call it there. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week. Yeah, see you all next week.